This is Ben Zinga Live. Spencer Israel and producer AB. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Someone told me buy high, sell higher. Let's get Matt Hammond on the show. Talk some IPOs. Jake Ujasic from Trend Spider. We have a breaking news. Boom! What is up, everyone? We are live. Benzinga live. Welcome, everyone, joining us from the All Access. Hope you enjoyed that. Spencer should be with us shortly. Um, let me go ahead and pull up my charts here on Benzinga Pro. I usually don't have my charts in this short of a time frame. We're on a five-minute on five-minute candles right here. Um, but the reason I was looking at this is because it looked like we were starting to get the smallest little tiny bounce in the queues. I wanted to see kind of if this was something that was going up and look just as I'm talking, you can see uh, we had three green candles in a row in the five minutes and now we're getting a red one coming in. Let's see if we can bounce from here. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're watching all access, Spencer and I were talking about the overall markets. Um, it, it's just been a crazy couple weeks, right? If you're not, you, if you're trading right now, you gotta be in and out, you gotta be quick. I do think right now would not be a bad time if you're looking for long-term investments to start adding some positions. Like if I had $1,000 I was trying to invest right now, I would maybe take some of that and put it in right now and kind of dollar cost average just in case things... Whoa, what's going on with my screen? This is crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, everything right now. Pretty much everything besides the energy trade is in the red. And as you can see, even Chevron, even the oil trade, giving up some gains the last 15 minutes. So as we saw, as we saw tech going up the past 15 minutes, we've seen oil dropping. Yeah, and we're, I don't know. I don't know what that was. I don't know who was doing that, but that was crazy. Honestly, I kind of liked it. Uh, Shelly in the chat saying she closed her Apple. Yeah, we were looking at Apple for a breakout trade that uh, we did not get. We got the opposite of a breakout. We got another big leg down. I mean, just zooming out on this Apple chart, looking at the daily candles, right? We're not really in an established downtrend. You can see we're kind of just chopping around these levels. Um, but we are at this point that we had previous support on, right? We can zoom in here and look, four straight candles, one, two, three, four, all hanging out around this 157, 158, 159 level. Um, so we're at 162 right now. If you're watching Apple right now, I'd watch to right when we get to this 160 level uh, and see if we get that bounce or if we get that bounce today. But either way, I mean, it's just been choppy all around. Um, so you got to be in and out. Let's go check back out on Chevron, see if we've gotten any... Uh, movement on that on the five minute candles nope still still moving lower we'll see i mean at one point chevron was up like three percent today we'll see if it gives up all those gains um not a lot i'll pull up the advanced news feed not a lot of in terms of market moving headlines coming out today we did get the jobs report which we talked about but it seems like the jobs the jobs numbers just don't matter as much right now with everything going on all these other headlines will dwarf uh, headlines like the jobs numbers and the, the one blemish on there was of course that wages didn't grow jobs grew unemployment went down um, but wages did not Lisa saying she is in BTU Peabody Energy that's one we've been talking about a lot a lot options Mike actually gave that one to us on this show at like 14 15 dollars uh, up to 25 right now if we zoom 
out on the chart, pull up some weekly candles, we can see just how strong this has been over the past. Uh, I mean, look, just this week alone, it's up 54%. Crazy. Crazy moves in the energy space. Um, been your hottest sector. Will continue to be your hottest sector until proven otherwise. Really. I mean, until we, until we get any uh, signs or news that oil prices will drop, that something will happen in, the, in uh, the geopolitical situation that will cause oil prices, oil supply to rise, oil demand to drop. I mean, it, it's just a trend right now. I, I thought that we maybe we had seen the top in oil, that we had seen CVX. I was wrong. So, yeah. Uh, your winners, BTU, of course, uh, LNG, Chenier Energy, which is a liquid liquefied natural gas play. Um, pull up the monthly candles on this one. We can see Chenier up, uh, yeah, I mean, up like 30% past couple months. Let me know in the chat what else you guys are watching today. Um, VIG, Easy Mike saying, let's check VIG. I don't know what this one is. Oh, it's just a dividend appreciation ETF. I don't know. That's kind of boring. I like dividends. I like dividends. Is my mic on? I don't know. Oh, is my mic on? Check, check, one, two. I like dividends. Dividends are fun. By the way, I'm still I, I'm I'm in that XLE from yesterday. Still. So Salmon saying, can I do the squawking on Benzinga? Charlie is sometimes not clear. I don't Oh <laughs> Salmon. I, Sal Salmon? Salmon. Salmon. Not salmon. Salmon. Hey, wait, you know what? That's actually a good um a good segue into something that I was gonna bring up and um Keep forgetting to give me like 10 seconds to, oh, get, to get the uh, whole page up. Z Digital is talking about INDO. If you recall, when we had Stock Market Wolf on the other day, yep. uh, he gave us that stock at $5.40. It's currently at 25 so I, or no, 30 Holy shit. I mean, this thing has been absolutely running. Let's get some daily candles on here. Um, so that was about a week ago, maybe last Friday, we had Wolf on. Uh, around five bucks, like I said, and just absolutely ripping up to 30 then, since then. So if anyone was watching, we had Stock Market Wolf on and, and followed him in on that trade. Kudos to you because um, I, in this market, anytime you can get a winning trade, especially a, a trade with that return, uh, is is something uh, not to see. I, I want to mention the fact that Benzinga is hiring. If you want to work here, you should apply for a job here. Uh, I'm on this web page, and the, I'll put the URL on the chat. It's jobs.benzinga.com. We are hiring for our data team, hiring for our marketing team, um, hiring for our lead gen team. We're looking for summer interns. Hey, if you want to be an intern here, just sh just shoot us an email, okay? Show just shoot email email the show's team. I don't even care. Um, I think the main email, if you want to work here, is uh, I think it's still cooljobs at benzinga.com. Um, but this is our job page, jobs.benzinga.com. Check it out. We are hiring. Uh, are you in Asia or Europe? You want to do some crypto? What the hell is going on with the camera right now? Rohan, what are you doing over there? Why are you on my face like that? 
what the heck is he doing? Uh, anyway, we are hiring. Come work with us. <laughs> You're hiring for the news desk. We're hi- every, every, everyone's hiring. Everyone is. A, we're always hiring here at Benzinga. Jobs.benzinga.com. Okay, come work with Aaron and myself, or not. I don't. I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of oil, we have an oil guest on the show today. Did we you, do. Did, did you know that? Of course, I we, always know everything. You always know everything that's going on. We have the CEO of Easy Fill on, uh, Mike McConnell. He's gonna be. He's gonna be on. I believe at noon today. Let me check the calendar. Twenty three minutes. Yeah, twenty three minutes. We're gonna have Mike McConnell on. We're gonna talk about the state of the oil markets right now. Um, well, Tim Quasi on the show at twelve thirty. Does Tim have the link? No. No. Okay. Do cool. you know? Uh, I actually I learned this last night. I was surprised by this. Do you know who do you know the US produces the most oil in terms of volume like per day? I would have guessed either like Russia yeah, or Saudi. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of the whole point, right? Is we produce our own oil. Yeah. So so really the European countries are in a worse position that rely more on Russian oil than we do. Um although Russia's a, a bigger exporter of natural gas than they are of oil. I believe seven seven percent of oil exports come from Russia, whereas like thirty five percent of world exports um natural gas comes from Russia. So uh the natty gas. Natty gas. Natty gas. All right. Um so we're gonna have Tim Quas on at twelve thirty. We're gonna have uh Tony Benson on the show at one and um that's then. Then things are going to get weird because we're going to have Mark Moran on the show from Liquidity at one thirty. But then we're also going to do this remote segment. Is that that's going to be before Mark, right? The remote segment. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's right. do that. Yeah, we'll do it before Mark. So we'll do uh, do like after Tony and before Tony. Mark. Yeah, like Tony one, yeah. from one fifteen to one thirty. Right, we'll do cool. the remote segment and cool. we'll Mark good, on. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um. All right. Um. Before I forget, someone in the chat, someone in the chat from the last show from All Access asked about a specific stock. So I promised I would, I would bring it up here. So let's do that right now. Yeah, it's K H R N F. It's a 15 cent stock. Chiron Life Sciences. Okay. Yep. All right. So uh, the chart is not going to be very helpful because this thing, uh, frankly, doesn't trade a lot. It trades. Three, like a couple hundred thousand shares a day. It's not very liquid. Um, here, let, let me bring on my screen so you can see what I'm seeing. Um, I think Joel just walked in, guys. You want, you want to see how to Joel? You oh, want, wow. You, 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 you want to see if Joel... Uh, you want to see if Joel wants to come on? I, d- I doubt he will. He's not camera ready right now. He doesn't have his makeup on. But um, <laughs> Joel, Joel is live in the studio in the office right now. Joel, you want to come on and say hi? You you want to say hi? We're live right now. You want to say hi? No, that's a no. <laughs> anyway, he's coming on. He's, he's coming. All right. Um, he said if we if we get the likes up, he'll. Come that's on. exactly what he said. He said if we get a thousand likes, he'll come on the show. All right, and he's gonna walk in front of the camera, and oh, he walks in front of the dude, camera. He can take my spot. <laughs> uh, we're just hanging. We're just hanging. You, you're here to get your your stuff set up, right? You don't you don't have to wear those. It's just me and you talking. 
Okay. Yeah, what's up? Uh, not much. Where's the market? Where's the Where's the market? Yes. Oh, there's the mic. Uh, yeah, we'll get the market up. Yeah, Joel's blind without the market. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't talk to the people without knowing where the market. That's fine. Is. That's fine. I don't think anything's changed here. It's bringing up on the screen. Nothing's changed in the last few minutes. The last um, few minutes. Uh, a little bit of a bounce. A little bit of a bounce. What's a bounce? We're 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 trying to get back to four thirty in the spy. Really? We're trying to get, We're trying to get there. Yeah. Okay. Did we yeah. take out the pre market low? Uh, uh oh, that's a good question. Um. Yeah. No, it's for yeah we did yeah but yeah, yeah by a smidgen by a smidgen there yeah yeah is anyone anyway. doing okay out there who do we got in the chat here Easy Mike this is uh we saw him at uh, pre market prep uh, with stock odds today tell Robin Hood to fill my order uh no John <laughs> uh yeah look at this surprise appearance from Joel totally unplanned we oh. need if I'm gonna be here we need is that is that your screen up there yes. Okay, we gotta. We're gonna, we, we, to, we're gonna have to fix that. My laptop here, and then we can put it up there. Yeah, yeah, we we can do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I came down. Aaron's gonna help me out. Uh, set some stuff up. Nice so, guys. Smash the like for Joel. Hit that like I'm button with sure your elbow. If I could get up too early to get down here. <laughs> I know you're not used to it, right? Yeah, I know. Well, no, actually, I am up early. But. Yeah, I know. You're 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 before me most days. I feel like. Yeah, I'm in the pool. All yeah. right, everyone, all right. be good out there. See you, Joel. I'll, I'll see you at the club. All right. Okay, uh, sorry, we got distracted there. So let, wait, let's go back to that, that, that chart. Um, Chiron, right? K-H-R-N-F. Okay, so. All right. Bring the chart back up on the screen. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Um, the only thing we're going to have to say here is first thing, Again, not very liquid uh, of a stock. So what's that low? What's that low from December? 13, 13 cents. Okay, so there's your support. Uh, fundamentally, a oh, super small company. Um, we're going to have, I guess we could, I guess we could look at the financials if you want to go through the balance sheet a little bit, but um, yeah, let's just use some quick high level stuff looking at the balance sheet. Um, all right. Well, their cash position is rising. So actually, no, it's not. Their cash position, if you compare uh, the wait, the quarter ending September thirtieth. When's the last time this company reported earnings? That was six months ago. Have they not reported recently? That's not great. They haven't even have they reported for the year yet. Let's check if they've reported for the year yet. They haven't reported earnings yet. All right. Would you see this news? Disney Plus plans yeah, new cheaper. We can talk about that. Right, so this company has not reported earnings for the year. So we don't have up-to-date financials. So that's not a great sign right there. They should they should they should do that. Um So that's the first thing I would say to whoever asked about this this company is uh they need to report financials without that i mean w w this information is is six months old that's the might as well be six years old right i i don't even know what to you know what to say about it according to the income statement not profitable and they have revenue 
So, I mean, that's a low bar to clear, but they've got revenue. The revenue is growing, but and their losses are their losses are narrowing. So that's good news. Yeah. But, but again, just I no, I'm not giving my opinion until I know until they report earnings for the year and the current quarter because I have no idea what what the numbers were. So let's uh let's move away from that. Um. The Disney thing was interesting. I saw that last night. They're going to offer a cheaper tier with ads. That's the news. Um, Disney stock is down 3%, although coming off its lows of the day, it's been, uh, if you go on a short time frame, I mean, this it doesn't look too bad. Oh, that's good to know, Kadir. Thank you. Um, I don't look at Disney. I really try not to, not to look at the stock because I own it forever. And ever and ever. Um, it is interesting, though, how headlines can be interpreted. Because you can see that headline and say, oh, they're going to offer a new tier with ads. That You can interpret that as like, whoa, they're pretty desperate. Right? I think in any product, right, you have a floor. Say your product is $10 a month, which I don't know how much Disney Plus is, but say it's around there. There's going to be people that you're pricing out with that price point. So I interpret it more as they're just casting a wider net here that they're able to uh, introduce more customers in the ecosystem that may have otherwise not been included at its current price point. Um, so I don't really see it as like that bearish, but I across the streaming board, whether it's Netflix, Disney, Paramount Plus, you name it, we may have hit a point where instead of just this rapid, rapid growth, it's to the point now where they're struggling to acquire new customers. Um, it's, a, it's a hard game. Streaming, look, let's be honest. The streaming business model is just not very good, right? Like, it's, it's good for us in a lot of ways. It's good, it's good for the consumer. It's not great for the business. It's a worse business model for Hollywood than the old way. Um. Yeah, the TV deals are a little bit more solidified, right? You have you have the revenue locked in, um, whereas the streaming, a lot of it's like series by series. I mean, you see Netflix will will purchase the rights for for a series and then cut them after a year. I, mean, I don't know. I know it makes no sense, right? So we'll, we'll continue to see, um, you know, just what how, how this streaming industry develops. I mean, look at yeah. Netflix right now. Netflix is at some point you got to think. All right, this thing's got to turn around and come. I mean, this Netflix was not too long ago, right? Uh, I'm talking like three months ago, a, almost a $700 stock. It's at 360 right now. It's crazy. Netflix's market cap has effectively effectively been almost cut in half over the past three, four months. You got to think at some point this stock turns around. I mean, Netflix isn't going anywhere. No, they're the leader. Netflix is where it was before it, it's the stock is lower than it was before COVID hit. Ooh, I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, think about how much how many uh, subscribers Netflix was able to add throughout COVID. And all that all that doesn't matter right now in this market environment. I mean, who knows? Netflix. It looks like uh, it's COVID lows when the, when the market crashed from COVID was right around three hundred, two eighty. 290. We're at 360 right now. If we get down to that level, then I'm a bull all day long. At 280? Yeah. 
You back up the truck at 280? Yeah, at 280. It's a bit of a ways away. I mean, we're 80 bucks away. It's a bit of a ways away. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, still, like, it doesn't, to me, and and I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I I do think the stock was overextended at 680 or 700 or whatever, sure. But now I think we're a little bit overextended to the other side. So I would say, you know, I don't know. I mean, 450 seems fair here. We're at 360 right now. It's crazy. Another stock. Crazy. Uh, Baba was below $100 today. What? Yeah, 99 It was 99 but Now it's, a bu- it's uh, $100 bucks and 50 cents right now. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, Baba, under 100 bucks. If you would have bought Baba five, or not, sorry, not 500. If you would have bought Baba five years ago, you're, you're in the red. Well, wait, that's not necessarily true. Have they ever paid a dividend? I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. Dividend aside, you're in the red on a, on a, on a Baba trade from five years ago. Yeah. Um, 30s asked, since he mentioned ESPN, it's funny how narratives change because in 2016 and 2017, the only narrative that Wall Street cared about was that ESPN was losing subscribers and hemorrhaging money, and then they uh, do the streaming thing, and then everyone forgets about ESPN all of a sudden. That's been a rumored spinoff, by the way. I, I guarantee you, if Disney spun off ESPN, the stock would, would rise. I Disney gar- stock I, would? Disney stock would rise. I guarantee it. If I actually it. like the, the sports exposure when you buy Disney. Um, did you hear the news that, that uh, Yahoo Sports may, uh, may, may get spun off in with a sports betting company? Oh, really? Yeah, that could be interesting. I don't know. It's rumored discussions. Right I don't... Now, so. I don't know. I don't think I like use Yahoo Sports at oh, all. Oh, I, I use it for everything. So. Really? Yeah. All right. Eleven fifty-one here. We're gonna have our first guest on, Mike uh, McConnell, in nine minutes. He's the CEO of Easy Fill. Uh, they announced some news yesterday, so we're gonna talk about the news. But we're also gonna talk about. I mean, come on. The oil market is the all anyone cares about. Actually, it's not just oil. It's commodities. Who mentioned DBA in the chat? Who's long DBA? That's not you, right? Nope. Who's long DBA? DBA is in the, the red. Ag, the ag fund. DBA is in the red today. Ooh, is, is, is this is this blow off toppy? Is that what that is? is what that about like, the wheat ETF? Well, DBA owns wheat. So. Well, that's wheat. interesting. The wheat ETF was up at one point, like ten percent. Now it's down like six percent. Well, yeah. So is DBA. Oh wow! What just happened in the last fifteen minutes? Did I miss a headline, guys? What just happened in the last in that fifteen minute bar there? Seriously, did I miss something? Something just just happened when we were talking. The ten, I, last ten I, I haven't seen a headline. Holy cow! Oh, speaking of um, interpretation of headlines, here's one: Peloton rolls out extended free trial period. What does that tell you? Uh, they're desperate for customers. Um, yeah. Also, there was an there was an earnings report from overnight. It was from Vizio, right? Vizio. Uh huh. And they went out of their way to say how healthy their um their current supply is. Okay. Their inventory is <laughs> right. Like oh, and you can say oh, supply chains aren't affecting you, or you can say whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Why are your shelves full, Vizio? 
Yeah, that's a red flag. Why are your shelves full? That is a red flag. In a global chip shortage, you make TVs and electronics. Why are your shelves full? Huh? Huh? We don't mean that. Anyway, stock's down 18% today. Go figure. Um, wait, no, but let's go back to the DBA. Seriously, what the heck just happened? Profit taking being BNZB is 10. Jeez, wait, let's go to the XLE. I, I'm long XLE. All right. I, I, I need to manage this trade a little bit because I'm like I haven't managed it at all. So let's, let's throw on a stop or something. What's that? What's the act? What's oil doing right now? Let's check. Well, XLE oil, same tomato, tomato. Well, someone said every commodity. Oh no, oil still expensive. Gas still expensive. All right, where is XLE? Where's seventy three, seventy eight? All right, where where would I throw a stop out here? What if I just threw a stop at seventy three? Is that today's low? Yeah, wait. We're, so a bunch of retail investors were getting into this wheat ETF. That doesn't surprise me for a second. Should we look at the flows? Here, here. Let, let's let's do a let's do a fun uh, exercise and let's look at the flows here. There's a, a tool you can go to. It's free. It's not entirely accurate, but again, free tool, so pretty good. It's on ETF.com. Uh, you can, I'll bring it up on my screen right now. And we can just search for uh, fund flows in, in a specific ETF. So let's do that right now. What's the ticker again? W EAT. No, that makes sense. All right. W E A T. It would make sense. Yep. All right. W E A T will do asking if we're done with Neo. Oh, did you see uh, W E A T and we'll go uh when you when you want to go from just just February? Let's just go the last few weeks. Sure. Uh all right. Someone in the chat that asked about Neo, remind me after uh, we're done with wheat. All right. Oh, look at those flows. Look at those inflows. Wait, can I make it? There you go. Look at those inflows. <laughs> 14. Uh, this is in, in, in um, um, this is in billion. Isn't it billion? That's in billion. 14 billion, 10 billion, 7 billion of inflows. That's not million. Million's too small. Although I don't know what the what the AUM is of, of this fund, so maybe it's not maybe just million. Let's see. Oh yeah, it's million. Sorry. All right. That yeah, it, it even said it. It said it on, on the thing. So all right. Uh a fund with a hundred and what was it? A fund with a hundred and thirty one million dollars in assets. In the last few days, has taken in 14 million, 10 million, and seven and a half million. And again, this data is a little bit old, but free tool. What do you want? Um, that's a lot of inflows. It's pretty crazy. Well, uh, let's do. Let's do more. Let's do. Um, let's do DBA. Yeah, Easy Mike saying he. Look at these inflows in DBA. He sold once he saw everyone else screaming about wheat. That's usually. Usually smart. Once everyone's talking about it, it's so it's so interesting. People love to chase, and they also love to buy dips. Um, Does anyone know is the RSX halted yet? I have to know. It's a good question. RSX has taken in five hundred eighty-two million dollars of inflows in the last month. Five 
$582 million of inflows. Net buying activity. As of right now, come on. I'm seeing RSX still trading. All right. Well, it's not going to trade forever because they've already halted a few of these. A few of these Russian, or they halted the iShares one, so they're going to halt this too. It's a question of 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 yeah, MSC, when, not if. MSCI halted. Well, MSCI is just the index provider. New York Stock Exchange is the one that halted the trading here. Okay. Oh, PayPal is under a hundred bucks too. Wait, wait, <laughs> Shelly, Shelly, they're looking out for your own good. Okay, don't buy more. Her own broker stopped her. Dude, props to TD Ameritrade. Oh my gosh. No, I, I yeah. I no, didn't rip the calls. You, the you can't be doing this stuff. For real. This is dangerous. Like, this is no joke how you get your face ripped off. Because it's going to halt and, and open at like 40 cents. Right up. Oh um, what I was going to say about NEO. So there was a headline out about Boyd, which is... <laughs> Uh, BYD, it's Warren Buffett's. Warren Buffett backed Chinese uh, EV play. Yeah. And uh, let me get the exact headline. I don't, I don't want to be misquoted here. So Boyd, Warren Buffett's backed Chinese automakers, sold more than double the electric vehicles than Neo, Xpeng, and Lee combined. What, what's the company? Is it private? In, no. Wait, I'm sorry. What'd you say? It was Boyd? B Y D D F, I believe, is the ticker. So it trades O T C. Yeah, it's O T C. It's B Y D D D F. So B Y D is Boyd Gaming is a different company, right? Correct. B Y D D F is a this Chinese is auto EV play. The stock's down eight percent today. That seems weird, but. Um, regardless, I mean, yeah, it's good enough for Warren Buffett. <sighs> good enough for me. I don't own this stock because it's OTC and I don't know how to buy it. But uh, if I figure that out, I'll definitely buy a few shares. You just have to have an account that's not at Robinhood. Is the is the takeaway there? You can buy OTC securities. Yeah, we'll figure that out when the time comes. All right, cross that bridge when the water passes. All right. That's definitely the saying. Let's bring on our first guest of the day here. Let's go to the. Let's talk about oil. That's what I want to do. I want to talk about oil. I want to talk uh, to Mike McConnell, the CEO of Easy Fill. He's been on the show before, but uh, last time we had Mike on, the market was not nearly as interesting as it is today. So let's get Mike on the show. Let's give Mike the uh, the new special guest in. Mike, welcome to Benzinga Live. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. Is that is that a real or a virtual background? I have to ask. That is real. Oh, looks pretty In real. In beautiful Miami. Miami. I was going to say. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Miami. How, how warm is it down there right now? Oh, my gosh. It's probably 80, 80 degrees, maybe 80 plus Oof. today. That sounds nice. Oh, my it goodness. Um, all right. Mike, well, let's just start macro here, and then I know you had some news that we'll get to in a second. Sure. But I mean, holy moly, what do you have to say about this oil market right now? Well, you know, the oil market is definitely volatile and changing. For us, it's more of um, from a demand perspective. You know, would we see people or fleets or marinas declining orders or the volume going down? And it simply hasn't happened. So from our aspect, the way it touches us, you know, the supply side or the demand side, or so to speak, from our customers or fleets, 
hasn't decreased at all. You know, in fact, we've we've added 15 fleet accounts uh, since going public. So we haven't seen, you know, a fundamental change in our business as far as delivering or the demand from our customers. But what about like in like input costs? How exposed are you to the rising price of oil? Not really. We, you know, our price is cost up, so we're fine from that aspect. So we're not doing hedging or any of those kind of things where we're exposed to um, any of that. You know, we're just not that large yet. So from our aspect, our pricing model is a cost up type model. So from from that perspective, we don't really have any exposure. Wait, can you explain what that means? Cost up? Yeah, as far as whatever we buy for it, then we price our margin above that cost. So you don't have any fixed. Um, or hedging where you where you may have to um, where you're exposed to rising prices so our margin will just increase so we'll be able to maintain our current margin if the costs yeah. uh, increase with it so so you have no real exposure to a hundred like like it doesn't hurt your business in any way the if oil goes from 90 to 115 like it has it, it doesn't really not really i think the only thing that would affect us is if all of a sudden you know people you know, decline started to significantly in, impact the way they do business, but there's been no yeah. reduction, no reduction in in the demand, you know, for gasoline or diesel well, that, in our world. That's that's the catch, and you could even argue that demand is going to be increasing um, if, uh, well, if there are concerns that like supply about supply constraints, then demand goes up in this in this in the wake of that, right? So you can even argue the demand is going. Going up. So, can you explain though your business and and sort of how how you are situated here? Yeah, sure. Uh, EasyFill is an on-demand mobile fueling. So, if a consumer can download the app, order gas for as far as delivering to their vehicle, either at work or at home. Uh, we also have an app for marine. So, marinas we serve or boating we serve as well. And then we also do a lot of B two B fleet accounts also. So. Uh, it's really utilizing the on-demand platform changing. You know, there really hasn't been a fundamental change in the way people get gas uh, since really the mid 80s. They introduced credit card readers and it really hasn't changed since then. So you can look at on-demand really how it, it really fundamentally changed, um, you know, Instacart, how you get groceries or how you do takeout, you know, as, as far as those kind of things. It really hadn't changed until the on-demand platform. And then it really rocketed and changed. And we think the way that people buy gas uh, can fall in that exact scenario, the same way it's, it's impacted some of those other industries. So what, what is mobile fueling exactly? Mobile fueling is we, we bring the really the gas station to you fundamentally. So we have trucks. We'll deliver the gas to wherever the customer um, orders it. They can order it at their home. Uh, they can order it um, at their office where they work. And then we will actually deliver it you know, where the vehicle is, they just geotab it, the location, they have the app, they fill that out. It's very intuitive, very easy to use. And then we deliver it um, to wherever they tell us they, they want it in the time frame they select. So are, are, we're talking mostly marinas here. Is that is that the customer base? Well, marinas are great for us in Miami, obviously. It's a huge piece of the business. The boating industry is, is, is large and there's, you know, great margins in, in the uh, marine part. Um, but we also do consumer. Um, you know, we do regular premium gas, um, diesel rec 90. Um, so we service, you know, a lot of different uh, places, not only individual consumer, but fleets and businesses, delivery companies, you name it, um, generators, uh, tanks, you know, basically anybody that needs gas is a potential customer for us. Okay. Uh, is, is B2B, is that the business or is there any B2C component here? 
No, the, the, the definitely B2C is the individual consumer. Um, you know, B2B is a big part of it, fleet as well. But, you know, our sweet spot is really concentration. So we have uh, arrangements where we, we do uh, corporate campuses where people are returning to work. And we actually will come and you'll have, if you can imagine, you know, 200, 300 people, you know, in an office building, we can actually service their parking lot while they're at work. Uh, filling up their cars with gas so when they get off work they go home they don't have to worry about it or visit a gas station or grab a, a gas station pump handle and worry about um, you know germs or anything associated with that so it's a contactless type service as well so you actually announced yesterday um, Mike your first uh, acquisition post IPO um, explain what the acquisition will do for your business yeah no it's it a great week and exciting week so we bought uh, another on-demand mobile fueling company, a pretty small company called Full, from the same principles of Palmdale Oil. So we get into uh, West Palm Beach, you know, automatically with their customer base, taking over their business, their assets. But probably more importantly, we have an operating and fueling agreement with Palmdale Oil, one of the, a large provider uh, of fueling in the state of Florida. You go on their website, you can check it out, look at it. You can see it's exactly turnkey for us. So we have a preferred fueling arrangement with them. So everywhere they have a location, we've got fuel and we also have parking uh, facilities for our trucks. So our expansion strategy in Florida uh, is just turnkey and can really be accelerated with this um, acquisition that we did in this operating agreement with Palmdale Oil. We're very excited about it being able to accelerate our expansion plans throughout the rest of the state of Florida. So I get that you got to go one step at a time first, but what about expansions to other states? Yeah, we are. We're looking at some other states, even, um, you know, we have a, um, uh, the, this, the state of New York. We're trying to look at that as well with some of the uh, relationships that we have. But we've got a roadmap set out. If you go on our website, you can see, um, you know, some of the, the um, expansion plans that we have. But for sure, this year, expanding, you know, from Miami north to Florida. Florida alone is a $20 billion market, just the state of Florida from retail fueling. The entire industry is about $500 billion. So, um, you know, Florida and some of the other markets as we begin to expand through this year uh, is definitely going to be the lion's share that we're doing. But we're looking up through the East Coast, um, you know, growing through there all the way up through uh, New York City as far as our, you know, future plans um, besides just the local ones in the state of Florida. Uh, Justin from the chat wants to know how much of your direct-to-consumer base is RVs? How much are what? RVs? Yeah. How much of your direct-to-consumer customer base? Haven't done a lot of RV business yet, um, but again, you know, we're 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 still growing and expanding. Um, and it's a great question because potentially any customer is somebody, as I said before, that uses gas or diesel. So the scope of what we can touch and what we can do is huge. RVs is a you know would be a great piece of our business uh, to expand and look as well. You know, we recently announced we've uh, we ordered 33 trucks. You know, in addition, which basically tripled uh, our current fleet, we've taken delivery about a third of those. So through the remaining of this first quarter and second quarter, we expect to take delivery of the remainder of those trucks we have on order. So as we proceed through 2022, you know, we're looking at being able to uh, triple our fleet and then to continue to grow our share. Uh, anything else we need to know, Mike, about uh, about the company and what comes next? Well, we're doing exactly what we said we'd do as far as uh, post-IPO, which are which is our expansion strategy and our growth uh, and continue to scale this and grow our volume. So, um, you know, I think we'll continue to, to fulfill uh, what we did with, with uh, Palmdale and Full and continue to expand and continue to grow our operation. All right, Mike, thanks for a lot uh, for coming on Benzinga Live today. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, Mike McConnell, CEO of Easy Fill. Um, all right, let's um, shoot, guys. I, I I've been distracted here because I. Uh, someone in the chat just said XOP is going bye bye. That's not what. That's not what I need to know right now. All right, come on, XO. Well, I'm in the XLE. Help me out here. Seriously, what do I do? If you're me. You're basically flat. I'm basically flat. Like, I mean, does your what's your thesis that you think the war is going to continue? Oil prices are going to continue to rise. I don't know. I was trying to ride this wave, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You might have missed the boat. All right, I'm flat now. What do I do? Well, Brian Blockchain saying sell, sell it off. Yeah, I, 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 I was halfway through setting my stop, and then I ended up we ended up on that flows thing. Why don't you just uh, take a yeah, set like a, a stop loss ten percent below where you're at right now. You can only get, lose ten percent. Doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. Wait. What did I say I was gonna do? Seventy. I think I said seventy-three. It's only fifty cents away though. Although it looks like Chevron and maybe that means XLE is coming back up right now. I don't know. All right. Setting a stop at seventy. What's yesterday's low? Seventy-two. No. Too far away. What's What's yesterday's close? Ooh, Jay Rice is asking a good question. Do you have any energy in your portfolio outside? No, this is no. Well, no. Yes, I've got the damn S and P five hundred. So no, actually, that's what that means. Is the answer is no, I don't. Um, what's yesterday's close? Seventy two seventy nine. All right, seventy two seventy nine. That's 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 the bogey. Well, I, we'll go through it by a penny. Seventy eight. Give yourself some room. Um. All right. Type. Never do this on your phone. It's not good. Do it. Do it on a computer or something. Yeah. What kind of what kind of intraday action are we expecting here today? I mean, I don't know. I think we could. I, this could be one of those days that's either a fire, fireworks at the close or big sell off at the close. I, I I I see some big movement today. Oh wow, we're getting the biggest potentially the biggest green candle. Wait, is this right? I gotta share my screen real quick. There's no way. Look at this. What? Sorry. Uh, on on the Q's five minute chart. Stop. Orders have been placed. Five minute candles, or, or, but this is just a, this is just this five minute candle. So that started yeah. at twelve ten. So in the last minute, we've had potentially the biggest green candle we've had on the Q's all day. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting to me. Let's see how Apple's doing. Yeah, I mean, look, some buying coming in right now. There's some buying coming in right now. Who? Where's that coming from? Into tech, away from oil into tech. Where's that coming from? Look at this. This is a five-minute candle starting at twelve ten p.m. Eastern, so that's two minutes uh, of half percent increase. I mean, that's that's a big move in in two minutes, half percent on the cues. That that is big. That is big. I mean, you only you usually only see moves that big to the downside. Let's keep watching this. See if we break through. Wow. Um, we're a little. We're, Jeez. I, I ask again. Did I miss something? I don't know. I'm uh, been sitting up here with you. I know. I know. Yeah, it's, see, it's yeah. really hard. It's very difficult for us to track news up here because 
we only have one screen, obviously, so we can we only yeah we can only, we can look at the chart or the news, but not both. So, Charlie announced Apple one seventy calls. I have some of those right now. <laughs> what? Apple one seventy calls? Yeah, Shelly and I bought them yesterday. Took a loss on them. Uh, I'm going down with U- this. U.S. Envoy says Russian forces are now 20 miles away and closing from Ukraine's second largest nuclear facility. Imminent danger continues. Oh, that's bullish. That's bullish. Come on. You know what I was so confused? Nuclear war? Psh. Don't. IDGAF. Yesterday on like CNN and stuff, they were like breaking news. Uh, French President Macron gets off phone with Putin for 90 minutes and says that Putin plans to uh like take entirety of ukraine and it was like how is that news like is it, did we not think putin was trying to take the entirety of ukraine like we thought he was just going to go in and nah, touch know. a few cities Bro, and say oh bye bye couldn't tell you stupid very dumb um yeah it looks like the queues are cooling off a little bit Let's see if we can close strong on this on this five minute candle I so I'm doing like oh Tesla went green. J Rice is saying, "Ooh, oh yeah, it's a big old five <laughs> a percent move to the upside in Tesla in five minutes." All right, let's go back to my scanner. When in doubt, I go to the scanner. Whoa, DraftKings! In the last five minutes, DraftKings just moved three and a half percent to the upside. Wow. Yes, to the upside. Let's check like Roku. See, that's why I love the scanner. God, I love our scanner so much. Ooh, maybe we got bullish news on the MLB season. Maybe that's why DraftKings is moving higher. I hope so. No, because they all would have been—they all would be moving off that. Wow! So look at look at the pops we've had in some of these stocks, right? AI just moved just moved two and a half percent higher. Um, what other like beaten down crap is? Uh, uh, Bumble just moved up two percent. Mara just moved up two percent. Dutch Brothers just moved up 2%. MongoDB, Affirm, everything. Ju- Ju- even Jumia. Jumia. Good old Andrew left. Seriously, the DraftKings is ripping it right now. You pull up that chart. Wow, look at that move. Brian's saying this move is all technical. It's nothing to do with news. I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh oh, Spencer. What? I'm, I'm not looking at XLE, but I'm watching Chevron. And oh. as everything else is moving up, Chevron's moving down. Got that inverse trade going. Uh, it's okay. I've set my stop, so I, I'm not panicking anymore. All right, there you go. Yep. Very, uh, very. Well, like what? Responsible. Uh, I, I guess like I don't have a I don't have any indicators up on the screen now. So I get like here, can I get like a VWAP or something? Like like what? What what kind of a bounce is this? Uh, is there like a moving average or Fibonacci something or something that that this is bouncing off of? If you're saying it's technical, because I don't have any technicals up here as you can see. So I kind of like go back and forth. I. I, I like I like the VWAP. I like the moving averages. I'll bring up the Fibonacci's every so often, but I'm not married to any one indicator. Um, it's because I don't really actively trade. 
during the day that often. So usually when I decide to buy a stock, I'll just buy a stock. No, he didn't, AB did not yet give out his gambling picks. No, I'm not yet. I got. Uh, let me let me check the slate. We're gonna do a college basketball lock. Oh, Darren F just cited S- SBJ. That that Darren, that's probably it. Honestly, what Sports Business Journal bull- bullish article on DraftKings? That that could very well be it. That could very well be it. Well, yeah, but overall, every like Q- QQQs are ripping right now. In the last, nah, like, 20 yeah, but what's the other like Penn? Like how's Penn doing? Penn and DraftKings are our peers now. It's moving up higher, but not nearly to the same extent. Yeah, but I'm saying look at the Qs. I don't think the bullish article on DraftKings explains why the Qs are up. No, but it explains why DraftKings moves. Right, but I, I'm saying there might be another headline out. Could uh, I, I honestly, I ugh, what is this? I don't think there is. I think there's just, uh, this is just interday. This is just computers trading with computers, honestly. Still, though, we're, we're about to go green. Not about to. We're. I mean, I've got the SPY up there. We're now down less than a percent on the SPY. We're down one percent only in the Nasdaq. One and a half in the Russell. Yeah. All right. Nice turn though. Double bottom there on that fifteen minute chart. Man. Double bottoms, double tops. They work. That's actually a triple bottom, I think. Cause what's that low? Uh, Jay Rice pointing out Crocs right now. He says Crocs is currently trading. Yeah, at he's, a, he was mentioning that before. Under it's under a seven PE, about a two price to sales. Yo, this Crocs chart. Uh, market cap. <laughs> Look at this Crocs chart, man. This is crazy. This thing got to one eighty. I know it was an absolute monster. And has, Look at the move this thing has had. It's Crocs. If you would have shorted that at the top, come on, you could have retired on that. And I'm not even talking about like selling shares. Like you could have just bought some. Puts and the way those would have paid out, um, man, what should have could have. But yeah, let's look at this real quick. I'm looking at, I mean, yeah, this thing. I wonder why Crocs has, is holding so much debt. It seems like they have the assets to pay off the debt. Oh, uh, lots of reasons to, to, well, to, to hold debt. It says it's 92% institutional ownership. That's some of the highest I've seen. And 16% insider ownership. That's well, also very high. That is interesting. That's almost, that's almost like a red flag when you see like that much institutional ownership. Or I don't think so. Well, because well, that means that like for all we know, though, it could just be like one pension fund. You know what I mean? And like that one pension fund. What if they decide to sell? Then like they're gonna flood the market. Right? That's true. But we don't know that. Well, we could see. No, you're right. We don't know where that. the biggest who the biggest holdings. Uh, anyway. Oh, BlackRock owns 10%. Vanguard owns about 10%. Fidelity owns 8.5%. Fidelity. I use Fidelity. Fidelity? Fidelity. Um, yeah, so it looks like they have a, 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 a handful of institutions that hold a large stake. Citadel. One and a half percent. Nah, that's not that's not real. I mean, that's not real. Yeah, they hold shares like for Robinhood. They hold, yeah, they hold shares for the clients. So that's not really a. Uh, um, do you want to mention the uh, the 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 Batman um movie? I think we're doing a we're doing a Twitter survey. 
Oh yeah, Chris uh, Cache uh, dropped us some info about that. Yeah, this is kind of weird. This is kind of fun. So there are a lot of um, potential. I don't know how to phrase this. There are a lot of like, yeah, headline implications. Typically, when a big movie comes out, as far as headlines, you say, oh, like box office numbers, whatever. But no, like not now. Now a movie, a movie release is more than just a movie release, right? Now it's also an NFT drop. The big ones. Our NFT drops? Yeah. Like there's NFTs with going that dropping with Batman. Oh. So now a movie is not just a movie. It's a movie with an NFT drop. That's not that interesting to me. No. All right. Are you watching the Batman over the weekend? It's called The Batman, right? It's called The Batman. They couldn't have come up with a better title. And I'm gonna drop the link to Twitter Twitter poll. Just curious. I am not I will not be. I be, won't be this weekend. I, I, I will wait for streaming. I'll probably try to go see it in theaters. I will wait for streaming. But I won't do it this weekend. Uh, let's see what let's see how what the responses are so far. Oh, wow, I'm in the minority. 15% is waiting for streaming. That's where I am. 42% saying opening weekend. Hmm. All right. How much is a ticket to go see it? I know we talked about 10 10,000 shekels i don't know it's a lot i bet it's probably a lot of money can't afford take i can't afford movies anymore i'm broke um someone's saying avoid shell avoid shell like, yeah oil, yeah, oil yeah they're they're, they're, ta- they're having to take huge write downs i used to own shell my dad bought shell for me back in the day um I don't. Know, I sold. That was the, that was one of the first things I did. I did when I took. I didn't even know this thing was a stock. Yeah. Well, they, yes, you do. It, it used to be RDS, uh, Royal Dutch Shell. Like RDS slash B, RDS slash A. They changed the ticker. Um, yeah. All these European uh, oil oil and gas companies are having to take huge write downs on their uh, their Russian investments. So uh, that sucks. What are you going to do? All right, we're going to have Tim Quast on probably in about 10 minutes or so. Maybe. The, uh, well, he, he confirmed he's going to come on the show. He oh. just didn't say what time he was going to come on the show. Um, we'll run with Tim. I'll run with Tony while Aaron gets ready for the remote segment. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, oh, man, the cues are coming back down after that little rip. That was fun while it lasted, guys, but uh, did not seem to be in store for today. That's uh, early yet. It's still early. Well, we've only got about we've got about three and a half hours left on the on the week. Who knows? Maybe maybe traders out there will just be fine sitting on their hands for the day and saying, "Hey, we'll we'll reassess this next weekend or next week." I'm sorry, after over the weekend and see uh, see wait, what happens. Wait, is this is this a true comment? Have I been like negative for a while? I don't know. I feel like I'm 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 either super negative or super positive. There's no well, middle, there's no middle ground. You were perplexed when the markets were up after the war. Yeah, and because I was like, why am I wrong? Why am I wrong? Why am I wrong? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm still a little bit wrong. but Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say that's the only way I would interpret that, interpret that as negative, if you were being it, it, negative it, it, while the markets were green. Yeah, it was confusion and some, and some, some bitterness FOMO mixed in there, right? Bitter, yeah. Fair. Like, what, what the hell? That's fair. It's good. It's good. I mean, I, of course I'm net, of course I'm long. I'm long investments i'm never i'm never going to be net short in my life so what should we buy right now 
Well, my shopping list is a little bit small. It's only got a couple of names on it. Shopify's on there, right? Shopify and Unity are on the shopping list right now. Well, you might be able to get Shopify for under 600 bucks today. Which you haven't been able to uh, let's pull up, Let's pull up a chart. Before Shopify. COVID. I can't. I can't pull the trigger on any growth tech right now. The market is just hit. Come on. No, I can't do it, man. Come on. Growth tech is just so out of favor. Can't do it. Although that, that double bottom is interesting on the daily. All right, I got to zoom way in here. Do we have any tequila spot stocks? Speaking of tequila, maybe people will want to uh, well, you, wean off Russian vodka and, and drink <laughs> tequila instead. It's not quite a double bottom. Well, um... I don't. I mean, brown, brown Foreman. I don't, I don't know what they. Sam. Uh, I don't know. I I know beer company. Are who who produces the actual liquor? Well, like Brown Foreman is a liquor conglomerate. Okay. Constellation Brands. And what's the third one, guys? There's Brown Foreman, Constellation, and I don't remember. There's one more. Well, I just got a weird candle on the cues. What? I said I just got a weird candle on the cues. I don't think it's real, though. So I had to cut his Google position. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I, I'm not buying any growth tech right now. Come on. If you, you do that, you're playing with fire. Just Someone asked if we can look at bros. I want to go to a Dutch bros. I want to try one. I, I don't think we can. Well, not in Michigan, I don't think. Right. We try to find... Uh, what a bounce off the earnings. Dutch Bros locations. We should do a we should do a right. Zoli. Is Zoli watching this right now? Zoli. I have no idea. Can we reach out to Bros IR. Yeah, Z Zoltan, can we get Bros on the show? I think we've already asked them before. Well, let's do something like we were going to do with Helion, but instead we just fly out to a random Bros location. Stop. Is, someone, is somebody else now buying the Rush, the RSX? Yo, you guys got to stop this madness. This is madness for real. Who's buying it? I don't know. Is that true? Wait, is it even trading right now? Yeah, it's trading. Who said someone was buying it? Someone in the chat. Didn't someone just say they're buying RSX? No, did I make Probably that up? Shelly. Did I make that up? It is. It Guys, is. you got to stop with this madness, for real. They're going to – look, they already halted um, the, the BlackRock uh, Russia ETF today, right? I, what, IRUS, is that it? No, that's not well, – what's the symbol? I don't remember. Who cares? RSX is the only game in town now. It's the last game in town if you want to trade Russia in the U.S. For, anywhere, frankly. Oh, I don't know about anywhere. I'm sure there are other other ways. RUSL is liquidating. The BlackRock Russia ETF is halted. This is what you've got. Come on now. And the NAV is like a dollar or less. It's crazy. She's buying calls. Holy cow. What are you? All right. I don't even want to. Yeah. Shelly, you already won the game once. Why are you testing you? Why are you pressing your luck? You already won one time. Take your money and go home. Whatever. Do what you want. You, you do you. You do you. I'm not the boss of you. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. I, I'm I'm currently getting yelled at right now by uh, 
that one by a colleague. That's okay. Um, but let's, uh, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> um, what else was on my list here, Aaron? What else was on the list to talk about? We had a few earnings. We had Costco. We had uh, Duolingo. You and I talked about that one this morning. Um, jobs number, which we discussed a little bit. What else? What else? Whoa. Sweet Green's having a great day. You ever been to a Sweet Green before? Is that like a salad place? Uh, it's. Yeah, wait. I think Sweet Green is like. Uh, There's like a smoothie. It's thing. like. Yeah, it's like a fast, casual salad smoothie, I think. Uh, no, I've never been to one. Um, It's up, nine, it's up 20%. What about Shake Shack? How's Shake Shack doing? Down 5%. And this Shake Shack chart. Ugly. Wait here. Let's go. Let's go to that sweet green chart. SG recent IPO. You know what I'm doing over the weekend? I'm gonna look at. Wait, what's the sweet green ticker? Come on. Sweet. Wait, what? What is the sweet green ticker? I'm gonna look at every single. It is SG. All right, that's weird. I'm gonna look at every single IPO of the last. Um, this is not right. What the hell is going on? Do we not have, we don't have sweet green and Benzinga pro. Okay. That's no, this is it. Unless our data is wrong. Cool. Fun. Um, I'm gonna look at every single recent IPO from the last two years. I just want to see how they're doing because I know they're all doing bad. I want to find the, I want to find the best performing IPOs of the last two years. Dutch bros. That's probably up there. DWAC. That's also probably up there. But that's not a SPAC. That's a, no, I know. I'm just qualifying SPACs. No, I'm not actually. But that's a separate conversation. I want to do that too. But I want to know IPOs and SPACs. I want, I want to know the best performers. I'm going to do some research over the weekend. All right. All right. Um, Tim Quas is here, everyone. You guys want to uh, learn some market structure? I do. I, I, know, I know you do. I do too, honestly. Anyone from Maine in the chat? No, who's from Maine? Tim might be in Maine for all we know. He's always in a different state. I don't know talking. anyone from Maine. I don't think anyone is actually from Maine. It's just a place people go. In, in the summer. In the summer in the for summer. like a week or two. Yeah, exactly. Look at all a right. lighthouse. Let's bring on Tim Quas from Market Structure Edge. Have him explain to us the how the plumbing of the market is impacting uh, the price action today and this week and this month and, and from here on out. So let's get Tim on the show. Tim, I want to start off with this. Did you do you watch or did you hear about uh, the segment on John Stewart's show with uh, Dave Lauer yesterday or the day before, whenever it aired? I don't know no. about about payment for order flow. I know Dave Lauer though. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know you know Dave Lauer. Yeah. I know Dave Lauer. So so yeah, he they did a whole segment on Citadel no. and payment for order flow on the John on John Stewart's new new Apple show. It's come to this, Spencer, that for answers to market structure, we have to turn to John Stewart. It's that's apparently so. That's what it's come to. But no, it, it's the mainstreamization of the of these ideas. This is exciting. It is. I agree. So, what can you summarize? What 
what uh, Dave and No, Sean- no, because I don't have Apple TV Plus and therefore I can't watch it. But uh, yeah. but I, I read about it uh, and I saw some clips and it, I mean, you know, Dave was on, so you can imagine what was said, right? I mean, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. they yeah. talked a little, a little bit about the Citadel, Citadel's own argument against payment for order flow or that they themselves made a few 20 years ago, I don't know, yeah. somewhere in right. thereabouts. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting stuff. So if you guys want to check that out, free free plug for uh, John Stewart's show. Not that he needs it, but um, they they talked about payment for order flow and the bro- the retail brokerages and uh, yep. best execution and all that. Um, all my uh, favorite topics. On the favorite, all the favorite topics. So yeah. Tim, what are you seeing out there? Well, and and a comment on payment for order flow, and then let's talk about what yeah what's, what's occurring in the broad market and what might happen yep. next week. I think that's. You know, it's, it's uh, important stuff. Uh, the, so payment for order flow, for, for those who don't know what that means, it means that as a retail trader, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, your trade for, to buy or sell stocks is sold by your broker to somebody else. And Robinhood was the one who sort of uh, ex- leveraged this model to the to its maximum effect and yep. it's it's re, the reason that you can have commission-free trading there's no such thing as free trading you have to realize that uh traders so if you're if you're if you're trading for free it's because revenue around your trading is being generated in some other way so uh let's suppose that that uh that citadel will pay 15 to 20 cents 100 shares for the order flow coming from Robinhood. And why would they do that? Well, because they can uh, do, do something else with it that produces more than 15 to 20 cents per 100 shares. That's the truth of the matter. It's a pretty low margin business, but that's how that works. That's, that's what the term PFOF, payment for order flow, means. I sell my order flow to another firm that executes the trade and uh, I generate revenue, and in turn, I can provide to my customers, retail traders, a free trading opportunity. So then the, the great debate about that is, is that good or bad? Well, you could say it's, it's great because we can trade for free. The problem with it, from my perspective, is that it distorts the way that the market works. That becomes an end unto itself. What becomes the principal driver of the market is Citadel's effort to produce a return uh, better than what they're paying for order flow. And then we can't figure out what supply and demand is. Then we incorrectly draw conclusions about what is causing the market to go up and down. And uh, you know, so we have a, a day when the market goes way down and everybody's frightened about uh, Ukraine or the Fed, and then it goes up 800 points. And we go, well, <laughs> I guess we're no longer scared of those things. Well, that happens of- every week. That happens it every does. single week. It does, and that, people, is market structure. That is market structure. It's the mechanics and the gears of the marketplace. So to answer your, your question, Spencer, what, what do we expect? What's going on? Well, here's an interesting thing. The reason, first of all, number one, the reason that the market is very volatile, we'll have a big up day and a big down day, is because the amount of volume in the trading market that is short versus long is almost identical. It finally came down about a percentage point yesterday. Mm. That's interesting. But effectively, 51% of trading volume is long and 49% is short. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, there are equal opportunities to profit if the market goes up or down. It's not more complicated than that. Now, 
here's some good news, traders. From a supply-demand perspective, the, the, the slide in demand has stopped. It bottomed yesterday. So if, if supply begins to come down and demand has bottomed and begins to rise, we could see a turn in the market. The mar there, there, there are certain indicators in the market that we track where we look at, well, what are the demand curves in, in various kinds of stocks that show the potential for a pretty good move next week? I'm not saying that's going to happen. You know, you, everybody who tries to predict what the market does is rendered a fool. But I will say that those indicators are there, and it will be really interesting in context of uh, Russia invading Ukraine and Jay Powell saying, look, we're going to be very careful about how we raise interest rates, that if all of a sudden the market takes off. Again, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think that the, the uh, supply-demand balance makes it very challenging for the market to uh, keep its gains. I think that the market cannot sustainably gain without a rise, without tech. Tech is such a large part of the market. And right now, if you look at the FANGs, uh, they're all bottom, but the supply side, short volume is rising. And we need them in order for the market to have sustainable gains. And that might come the following week. We have quarterly index rebalances and quad witching. And if money begins to move back to, to tech, at some point it has to, because they're components of indices. And you can't just ignore them forever as passive money. So that's that's how I would summarize the opportunity. Could get a turn next week. The big inflection point could be the following week. I don't know if I've ever asked you this before, Tim, but how long do, do trend changes normally take in your observation? How long does it take for a, a stock's um, demand curve to change direction or supply curve to change direction? Is this a, this a several day process or is it a several week process? Good rule of thumb, 10 days. There, the, and it's uh, how we think about this is that you proceed from the beginning of a month into expirations. It could be a little longer, it's closer to 15 days, but then you have a little less than 10 days into month end. And the market moves in those according to those rhythms. And why? Well, you have money deployed in retirement plans. You have options and futures that are used heavily for both trading purposes and for substitutions and indexes and ETFs and to, as an end unto themselves. Uh, and then you have true ups by all the passive money that has to happen at the month end. So the, the rhythms of the market go that way. And it's one of the reasons I think that so, uh, oftentimes market observers have a difficult time predicting what the market will do because they assume that each day is like the next and it's not true. It's not just another trading day. If options are expiring, there's a reset and then that cycle begins again. In an individual stock, it routinely is 10 days. That's what we look for. 10 days. Good rule of thumb. Yeah. Tim, I can you share your screen, please? I just yeah. want, but before we like get to like the serious, we can get to like serious yeah. stuff in a second, but I I want really want to see what you your system has to say about RSX. It may be broken. I you may not have the data for it. Okay. But I, I I'm so curious. I got I gotta see this. RSX. I don't know that. It doesn't bring, ring a bell. Is it an, in, an index? It's an ETF. That's why we don't have it. You know, we damn. So we, mm. we but what's what is what is RSX belong? It's, it's the Russia. Control. It's the Russian. It's the oh. Vanek Russia ETF. They've. They, okay. You know. All right. Fine. You don't have it. That's okay. But we can still talk about it. This is yeah. a lesson in in ETFs working the way they're supposed to work. And also, what happens when markets break a little bit? Because the Russian market is close. The Russian the RSX holds 
shares that trade in London, which are based off shares that trade in Moscow. Moscow is now closed. London shares have been halted. And yet RSX continues to trade. Right. And, and it, you're, you're exactly right. I talked about this yesterday in the, in the live <laughs> edge demo with, yeah. with the other one. E, you know, ERUS. Crazy. It's another yeah. great example, right? So, and I, I said, here's, here's the great lesson about what, how ETFs work. ETFs are derivatives. Yeah. They don't have any assets to sell. So you, there's, there's nothing to redeem if the Russian market is closed. And, and, and then ETF doesn't buy it. When you own ETF shares, you don't have a claim yeah. on an asset. And, and you don't have someone looking after in a fiduciary capacity your interests as an investor, which you would if you own a mutual fund as opposed to an exchange traded fund. And you would say, well, Tim, ETFs are just mutual funds that trade like stocks. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as a mutual fund that trades like stocks. And it's not because I have that opinion. It's the law. A mutual fund must, by law, give everybody who is a proportionate yeah. owner of the underlying pool the same price. An ETF trades in place of the assets. So what happens if all of a sudden the assets effectively don't exist? Well, your ETF loses 80% of, of its value. Yeah. Yep. And trades at disproportionate discounts or premiums to, 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 to NAV. Uh, exactly. So. exactly. And realize it's, and again, this won't happen all the time, but I always say buyer beware. Beware what you own. And so if you, if you own more obscure ETFs, realize that you have greater risk. I'm not saying that the risk exists that SPY would see this huge divergence between underlying assets and the value of SPY. But it can happen in leveraged instruments. We have volatility. Those things can fall apart. So you have to be aware that you have, you're taking on additional risk when you buy and sell derivatives, which ETFs are. And I realize the whole ETF community will shriek about that, but it's the truth. If, the, if something trades in place of something else, it is a derivative because it's derived from the underlying. All right. Anyone have any tickers for uh, for Tim? They they want his thoughts on. Drop them in the chat. We can uh, as long as it's a stock. Obviously, we can we can pull it up. And I'm going to bring up uh bring bring up the the, the home page, the broad market page right now. All right. Takeaways from this page. Mm, oh, okay. Look, look at air, airlines. Oh, air, right. Gosh. Would you? So right. Would you own airlines? Well, of course not. And you could know gosh. this well beforehand. You know once. Once the demand starts to fall and supply starts to rise, that's what that is, folks. This is demand, and demand will wax and wane on a normalized 10-point scale. The beautiful thing about that is it's impervious to price. Your price could be $5, it could be $5,000, and demand will still give you the same read. Price is capricious. So would you own uh, airlines here? No, the, the, the good news is demand has bottomed, but it has to rise before money returns. Now look at this, big and staple, stable. Look at that, flat demand falling supply. If you wanna own something that will outperform in a volatile market, I can give you all kinds of great examples of that, but you will find them this way. This is the, you know, the, you, you want to, things where demand is very stable and supply is insufficient to meet the demand because that produces rising prices. Not a lot, but it will be enough to be very material. Uh, great example in here today. You know, you say, well, I can figure this out, that telecom might be a great place to be. But if you look at Verizon, for instance, look at this, very stable demand, 
and supply that has plunged. Well, what does that tell us? It tells us that uh, big institutional money wants low volatility stocks, and it will create a demand imbalance that you can profit from. And look at the price. The price has gone up very nicely. That's what you want to do. You just want to put your money wherever all the money's going. And when it stops going there, uh, take your money out. It, it's really not more complicated than that. That's it. I mean, That's it. Here's, here's a great one. Let's look at LNG. I mean, you could say, well, of course, Chenier is going to be great because uh, all of Daddy Europe, yes. <laughs> all of Europe <laughs> is, is, is paying, I kid you not, our cost for natural gas is about, call it, uh, $4.20 per, per BTU, British thermal unit. Theirs is $1,100. All right, so th is, this a good, is this a good bet? Well, sure is. Look at this. Demand rising, supply falling. What will price do? This is price. Price will rise until those conditions deteriorate. It doesn't mean that the price won't go up or down some. That's what you have to realize. Price will fool you. You say, well, I buy LNG and it went down. Don't worry about that. So long as the supply-demand imbalance exists, you are going to profit ahead, all other things being equal, ceteris paribus. But that's a great example. Uh, wait, it's a, that's what you want to look for. And there are all kinds of great examples of that condition. You can look at Occidental. Not quite as good from the standpoint that it had to recover from a deficit, but you could. this is what you want to do. If you say, I think that Occidental is a great buy, well, let's go check the supply-demand balance. And look at that. Once again, demand rising, supply falling. Now, it had to recover from this deficit, and that then takes some of the upside away. It's not as good as LNG, but it's a great way to think about the data. So we can look at it. I got, so I have a, somebody just said to me, QCOM. All right, so well, let's check QCOM. Mm. You know, it's tech's been know. tough. I, I don't know if I could venture to guess what that would say. I don't know if I have an opinion on what that would say. I don't know either. So not bad. I mean, I wouldn't call this awesome, but here's the upside is demand has returned to five. That's yeah. running ahead of the recovery of the market, which is good news. And supply has, is right at trend and trend is down and it has dipped below the trend. That is an indication that Qualcomm could do reasonably well next week. It, it didn't do so well back here. That's a, you know, it's not like you go look at Verizon. It's been a five, right? All the way across X a demand that's at least keeping the teeter totter level. And then if supply goes away, then the teeter totter goes up. So this is not quite as good, but I could, I could get behind that idea that Qualcomm could go up. Okay. Okay. Let's do a couple more of these things. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's do uh yeah, we can, we can do Salesforce for Caesar. Sure. All right. CR, CRM, yeah. 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 Owner of Tableau. We're heavy users of Tableau. Tableau, owners of Slack. They, 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 they own a lot of stuff. They bought a they, lot. They do. Okay, Caesar. So here's what you want to look at. Once again, this is price. We're just taking closing price. Not all the intraday movement. There are no technicals here because we're not trading price. We're trading supply and demand, and it's, we're banking on what happens not today, but two, three, four, five days from now. That's how the market works. And so you can see that the supply side continues to rise. It's flattening out and the demand side is really pretty weak. It's spent a lot of time below five, but it's recovering. I would wanna, I wouldn't do this yet, Caesar. I would wanna watch it get above five and see this drop below trend. If that happens, CRM is gonna probably give you gains. That's how to think about it. All righty. Let's do a couple more, and then we'll. And then, uh, wait, I lost track of my screen here. There we go. All right. Um, 
Let's go. I got. Let me scroll up for a second. So, ba 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 ba. Some of oh. these I really don't want to look at because some of these are. And while you're doing that, let's let's do the you know say. the number one search ticker uh, uh, this morning, Apple, uh, and we'll just look at where it is. Just want to know where it is. So, that's actually not too bad. You know, the trend line on supply is is up, but look at that big deficit in in supply here and demand picking up. That's a long way to go. It's behind the, the broader market, but it's got it's 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 got some possibility. It's possible that Apple delivers some gains next week. Okay, what you got, Spencer? Let's do Square. Okay. Some of these I don't want to look at because I'm afraid they're going to be. They're, it's going to be just straight down, and I, I don't like. You don't like, want to, you know, you want, don't want to discourage people on a Friday. Yeah, afternoon. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, improving, I, you know, clearly uh, there's. If you look at the 30-day period, the amount of time that that Square has has spent below five is is you know is not good, and the supply side, the trend is up. The good news right here, though, in the last three days, surging demand. Supply running just below trend. That's it's way too. Look how high short volume is in Square. Fifty-seven percent of the trading volume is short borrowed created. Yes, that's the way the market works. People don't realize that it's not two, three percent. It's almost half, or in this case, more than half of the volume. The good news, and the reason Square could give us some gains next week again, is we are seeing a downtrend developing right here in just the last few days, uh, and a demand surge that could give gains. It's a risky trade. It's not nearly as good as LNG, for instance, but that's, you know, there's hope. All right, uh, what about, all right, Norton Lifelock, NLOK. That one was ripping a couple of days ago, I thought. They, yeah, NLOK, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they had, they just had earnings, yep. wasn't it? Yeah, it was ripping off earnings. Yeah, and the 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 uh, again, I'd say it's got one good thing going for it, and that is recovering demand. You know, the 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 best time to buy this was right here. So you have this demand rising and this big supply deficit. As soon as short volume jumped way above trend, you're out. Just get out. Uh, and uh, but that happened back in early February. The whole broad market topped back then too. Here's the demand side now. It's rising. But the supply side, the supply trend is up. It's 60% short. Not a lot of upside. In this stock, if you could get 2 3 4%, you'd be doing really well. It wouldn't be my top choice, but it's not terrible, particularly given that broad sentiment has bottomed and, and will turn next week. What about DraftKings? We were talking about that before because it was just yeah. it was spiking about a half hour ago. Yeah. Okay, let's have a look. Could be weekly options in that too. There's a, it's a heavily traded stock in weekly options. Uh, supply demand balance. Eh, it's not too bad actually. You know the the in this too the supply trend 30 day trend is up, but it's right at trend. It's too high at 50 60 percent of trading volume, but that is a very steep uh, ramp in demand, and that can in the I can't say exactly what day you'd look at and say well the prices come way down. Yeah, but price is capricious. Supply and demand or not, there is a good central tendency here that demand uh, DraftKings could give you some gains. Realize they're not going to be sustainable. So if you get a return, if you buy it and you get uh, and you, you've you've made your two or three percent, get out. 
because the supply side is so high that it will undermine any gains in a matter of days. I mean, I look at this Ooh. as a two, three, four day kind of deal. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. We'll, we'll do a couple more, then we'll let them okay. run. Uh, da, da, da. Let's do. We already did a, a bunch of these, so all right, we can look at. So you only do. You, you don't have any ETFs on there, right? Do not so, have ETFs. Okay. So okay. So. Just outcomes. All right. Yep. Yeah, you can trade ETFs using Edge. You just use yeah. the sector. Use the, sure. So if you want to drive by communication services, use the sector data, to, the underlying, to tell you, okay, I'm going to buy that as soon as those the supply demand balance changes, then you, you sell it. You can trade that way, but we don't track the ETFs themselves because they're arbitrage vehicles. All right, uh, what about CVS? CVS. And I don't know, haven't looked at this. I mean, it's it, it, conventionally, it's a big stable stock that should give us a good supply demand balance, but we'll see. Um, uh, it's a five, but look at the supply side. This is why it's underperforming. So here's here's the demand right at five, um, but here's the supply side. It, you know, it's a lot lower than DraftKings at 49% short, but it's way above trend. So I'd look at that and say, nope, I'm not taking that. Okay. Not hands off. Hands, hands off. off. Hands last off. last one, last one. Facebook. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. What, when is that ticker changing? Do we? I do, don't know. Right. <laughs> it's it's jacked up the whole thing's acronym. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're no kidding. I, I hadn't even thought about that. Dude, you just mentioned it. Actually, it, damn. It, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? I don't know. We're we're you know, we're we're machinating over wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait a minute though, because the G the G is Google, so we can just keep right. going. Thing. It's fine. Right. Right. There. It's possible. So uh, no, see if 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 demand and supply are rising at the same pace, price won't move, uh, and it's just miserable. I don't think we, we're going to be able to look at Facebook till after March expirations. Then we can. I mean, at some point, money is going to come back to tech, not because they money likes tech or likes growth or doesn't. Uh, it's because they're massive parts of the market, and if you're indexed to the market, these things are going to be. Uh, you're going to have to add to your holdings of them. You say, well, wait, as they decline in value, then they diminish as a part of an index. Yes, but ETFs will use them because they're cheap collateral. Give me a bunch of devalued FB and I'll let you create uh, ETF shares tracking the S&P 500 as though it, it doesn't include FB. So that will create demand and it tends to happen after expiration. So that's what I would do. I'd wait to see uh, how things look then that will be at the end of next week last three days of next week not this coming week sorry the week after wait can we just let's clarify that for a second so there's okay. monthly expirations there's yep. weekly expirations weeklies mm. weeklies are used heavily for speculation they're less yes. they're 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 so the money that has a much larger effect on the market doesn't use those as much and so right. So they are not good indicators of direction, but monthlies are very good indicators of direction because they're so heavily used by index funds, exchange traded funds. You say, wait a minute, they have to own the assets. 90%, that gives them 10% exposure to something as a substitute. Um, and so the, the monthlies are a much better look at that. And so we, you know, yeah. there are all kinds of ways to track that calendar. Uh, right. We have a version over at the sister company, uh, Modern IR, and under resources, I'll just show you the calendar really quickly. 
22 calendar. Um, zoom this in. And here is March. I love that calendar. Yep, I love that calendar. I use that calendar. NASDAQ has one, and yep. I, I use it for it's, – it's good to bring up every few weeks yep. just, to, just to know – is there any? Because there's always some random thing, like a, like a, like a, like a, an index rebalance or whatever, and exactly. it's like, oh, I totally forgot about that, you know. So exactly, and the 18th yeah. is is a big deal because there are quarterly in, index rebalances for all the S and P quarterlies, the Nasdaq, some FTSE Russells, all kinds of stuff yeah. in there. So it's a messy week, the week after next. All right, Tim Quast. Oh, there we go. Market Structure Edge joins us every single week on this show and also every Monday on Pre-Market Prep. So tune in for that. Tim, have a great weekend, man. Thanks for coming on. You too, Spencer. I'll see you Monday. Thank you. All righty. All right, guys. It's 12.57, so here's the plan. We're going to have Tony Benton on in a couple minutes. And uh, after Tony, we're going to do a remote segment. Aaron Bree and producer Rohan have left me. They've gone somewhere else to set up. I'm not going to tell you where they've gone, but I hope this works, man. We've been trying to do this for a while. We keep keep putting it off, but it's Friday. What the hell? We don't have a plan. Christian, we never have a plan here. The plan is that there is no plan. That's the plan. Joel's giving me a dirty look, but he knows. He knows. We don't plan. We just do. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, also, I'm, I'm aware that we need to do more Aaron AB on the streets. I know we've been lacking on that front. All right, let, let's just go back to the uh, the market here. What have we missed? What have we missed? Have we missed any midday news? No. Oh, and also, I, I, I got a Twitter DM, so it's worth it to clarify. Um, if you want to work at Benzinga, we, do, uh, we, do, we hire remote workers. You don't all have to be in Michigan. We hire people from other countries, other states, even Ohio. We, we, we'll hire you if you're in Ohio. We won't like it, but we'll do it. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So anyway, cool jobs or jobs.benzinga.com is, is, is the, uh, the, the website for that. Um, <laughs> John, why are you yelling, man? John, w w what's with the all caps? This isn't are, – are, are you like Walter Bloomberg or something on Twitter? With the all cap everything, are you okay, man? <laughs> oh gosh! All right. Yes, I, I. You keep using that emoji. I don't know what it means. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> all right, whatever, man. Let's just bring on. Let's just bring on Tony Benson. Let's bring on some charts. Tony, what's up, man? Hey, same old, same old. Same old, same old. That's yeah, good. Well, kind of. I mean, kind. A little crazy this morning, so I gotta try to try to manage my ADD a little better. <laughs> crazy with crazy with the market or something else? Yeah. No, I mean just lots of stuff triggering. So you wanna you wanna tell us about it? Uh, of course I do. Yeah. What we're here for. Oh, I got to okay. share my screen, I guess, huh? Yeah, that would help. I don't know how I forget that all the time. I just finished it. Okay, you, you're not the only one. I promise you. Okay, good. I got to figure that. So. Yeah, no, you're not the only one. There we go. No. Okay. What? All right. Well, what do we got here? What is this? 
Well, now I'm wishing uh well, Alcoa I've been watching this morning for I was watching for a shorting opportunity, but it's kind of negated that. So actually I just had a guy tell me I just finished a one hour class and a web shop and he said short it when it got up to here to ninety and I was like for what reason? Well just hit the upper band. Well, that's not really my style, so but um gold as you probably see is going crazy. So this is one that um AEM this triggered this morning. So picked up some call options on it. Get a daily on here real quick. And it's uh this this was partly because I was cranky at NEM. Because Newmont is one. Well, you can see my trading plan here. Entering at 6477, which I did. I've, I've been trading this in and out back since the bottom down in here. And uh I got out of it. Somewhere in one of these days, about it was about sixty-seven, and I still got a profit. I think it was, I think it was this day right here. It was dropping off pretty heavy, lots of volume, so I exited the entire thing. And obviously today I'm cranky because it's it. My target was seventy-two, and it's hitting seventy-four almost. So, and I think my cost basis on my options were like two and a quarter, and they're going for like seven bucks right now. So I'm a little cranky with that, but I did. Oh man, yeah. So. That was uh those are never fun to have that happen, but it, it happens. Um, but AEM is one that I stumbled across yesterday. Let me bring it up here, it's easier to see. And it's a gold stock that really hasn't taken off yet. And it was kind of surprising. I, I'm not sure why they haven't bolted. So I saw it as a potential for it to uh possibly catch up with the others. Kind of what I was thinking. So and so far, that's today. That's today's candle. I just hit an update real quick, so it'll give us new data. But um, so, yeah. But there's my list of, I got 37 over here on the left for this week. So, oh boy. Yeah. That's why I said I've got to <laughs> keep my ADD under control because there's so much to look at. Of course, Alcoa's not there. Apple was beautiful. What, what's, what's normal? For, what's the normal number for you? Like 10? Usually, usually about 20, maybe 25. Oh. So having 35 or so is uh, definitely more. So trying to find, I had one that I really liked. Datadog is one that I absolutely love. And I think, let me bring up a real-time chart on it. So that's the, the trading plan I have. Basically, it, it, it was a descending triangle, and then it cracked back here in what's that, early January. And this was the trading plan I had in place for that, which worked out beautifully. And then uh, I don't, exited somewhere. And then earnings was coming up, so I stayed out of it. It popped up with earnings, nailed that trend line. That line's been there since those peaks. Nailed that and then started to fall off of it. And then once it came down here to 150. When you say nail the trend line, how so, though? Because I'm seeing it, that it violated it twice. Well, it went above an intraday. But if we go to a clothesline, which a lot of times I'll draw. Ah, that's the money. That's there it is. But it, but even on the with the candles, it was hard to see the closes. Uh, but that that's that one is more clear. Yeah, I, I well, I guess I've been being at this twenty two years. It's I've just gotten in the habit of seeing it even with the candles. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'll remember to do that. Put it in a line chart wow. so it's easier to see. Well, because it looked like that that black candle, the field candle, actually closed above it. It looks from this view, but but yeah. um yeah. 
And some people will do this, and I used to do it sometimes too, is and put another line up here with the the intraday moves. Mm-hmm. But that creates it creates too much chaos. And I, I don't I used to put tons of lines on my charts, and now it's like it's too much. So yep. but Datadog, I don't know where it's at right this second. That should be fairly up to date. Yeah, this is actually Wait, so I just want to clarify, wait, going back to that, um, so you, so it gapped up on earnings, and so now what? You didn't play it, or did you play it all? You didn't play it off the trend line, did you? No, uh-uh, I didn't. No, okay. Because the gap, I mean, well, and this is the thing, it's, if that's the picture you see, what are you going to do? You going to buy puts? <laughs> you know, on a gap? Like, no. On a gap? No. If, you know, on that? Of course, no, of course not. Yeah, and this is what is interesting. I hear you're, 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 that, that brings us up a really. I'm glad you did this because yes, hindsight 2020. Obviously, after the fact, we can say, "Oh, see, it went down." You did? Did you play? But like in the moment, of course, you don't know that's going to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly, and that's I do this all the time with people. It's like, of course, you don't know after the fact. Duh. I could, yeah, anyone can tell you after the fact. Uh, all right, I'm glad you pulled this chart up here and, and you got rid of the, all those all those candles on the right. Yeah, duh. Of course, stupid question. How could you have known? Exactly, and that's yeah. the beautiful thing. I, I mean, and another, you want another example of that is this morning with AEM. <laughs> I pulled. I, I not only I picked up some calls and I went. You know what? I think this thing might run fifty cents or a buck and do a quick little day trade. Just throw five hundred shares at it and make two three hundred bucks real quick. And I got stopped out with a couple hundred dollar loss. And then it turned around and took off and ran. <laughs> it's like, but how do you know? You get stopped out and then it takes off and does what you thought it would do originally. So, but that's the nature of the beast. So, the woulda, shoulda, um, syndrome is something that is, uh, oh man, it's dangerous. Oh, yeah. It's really easy to, to get sucked into it. But, hey, wait a minute. Who, Quantum just asked, uh, Tony, do you teach a course? I do. Good question. Well, yeah. I have, um, shoot, I actually closed that down. So I developed it about, uh, yeah, it was 2010 we launched it. I, I started building it in 2007 or 2008, but I created basically a training tool that is, um, and I, if I could clear up, I don't know if there's any confusion or not, but uh, one of the things, you know, I'll try to make this quick, is that one of the things that I got frustrated with when I started, it was April of 2000 when I started, um, is not being able to see the patterns on the right side of the chart. I started yeah. reading books because back then that's all we had was books, right? And live wax yeah. workshop, wax, uh, workshops. Um, but I read the books and I started to see the patterns, but I'd see them six months before. And you can't trade it if it's not on the right side of the chart, right? There's no money to be made because it's already moved. So I created flashcards for myself to train my eyes to see the patterns more quickly and easier on the right side of the chart, which is where this originally started. So... That's what part of it is. And if you go to this, oh, where does it go? So this is my website and it's it's really basic right now. I've actually got a guy working on it as we speak to, to improve it and make it better. Um, this is what it is right now. And you'll notice, and this is where I know you know Rob. Wealth Builders HQ, I've known Rob for 20 years. Um, nice. This is his company and he called me a few years ago and asked me to bring it over to his his company. So it's marketed through Rob's company. It's all supported. He's got all the support staff. All He's got everything in place. So all I do is coach. So that's where the connection, because I know 
I built Patterns in a Flash. That's my training tool. It's hosted and supported by Rob at WealthBuilders HQ. Oh, so I, I don't know if that's ever been cleared up or not. But I mean, and then there's there's eight hours of video in here. There's quizzes, but there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. So. So, yeah, I do. And then I do a, a twice a month to do a one hour live web shop um, for those that are subscribers to the to Patterson Flash. So. So what's doing. the URL? What, what, what's the again? What's the URL? Um, Pattersonflash.com. And then if you could just click the free trial. Like I said, this is basically just a, a basic site I threw together. So if you go to pattersonflash.com, click the free trial. And that will take link you. link in description. I will add the link in description. Patternsintheflash.com. Yeah, let me. I'll just show you here. So go to there, and again, it's just it's just a basic link. So just click the free trial, and that will take you to this page here. And then you can do the. There's where the all the stuff is, and then you can get a you can get a free trial. There's a quarterly subscription, annual subscription, if you want to take advantage of that. But you get two weeks of it for free, so. Wow. Well, yeah, we should, we're making new highs of the day here. New highs of the day in the spy. New highs of the day in the queues. Are we? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. The queues. That's not a high of the day. Three forty. Yeah, where are we no, at? That's not, not a high of the day. Though. We we were higher this morning in the queues. I'm sorry. Uh. But wow. So what else? Very nice, 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 nice comeback today. I don't know. You have any tickers for Tony? He's not going to be out on this for a few weeks. So drop your tickers in the chat. Anything you want to look at technically, yes. he will give you his thoughts. You ask me fundamental questions. I I understand basics of fundamentals, but not a lot. So not a not a long-term trader. I'm sure I'm in and out as quick as possible. So. Qualcomm is one I think still has some potential as well. A lot of these, like Microsoft, there. Um, uh, this is another one that, um, it's too far away. You can see my trading plan. There's a nice downtrend line. My stops three hundred one. My entry was two ninety six, which I would have had to get in yesterday. And had the volume been bigger yesterday, I probably would have pulled the trigger. But I decided to wait till today and be patient. Um, and obviously, I wish I wouldn't have, but I did. So, so I missed that. So I got to go look for something that still has potential, which I think Qualcomm is one that may still have potential. And this is one of the things, especially when I'm coaching anybody, it's like you know, looking for stuff that's already moved. I don't want to chase things. I want to get into it before it moves. So this is one where you can see my trading plan. If it breaks below that 161 level, I think the, the chances of going to 150 are very solid. And there is a possibility of this thing coming down and filling this gap at you know, 130, 135. So... All right, we got some tickers. The tickers are coming in. Let's start with. Um, oh wait, do we, we didn't we didn't ask Tim about Cleveland Cliffs, did we? I don't think so. So let's ask let's ask Tony about Cleveland Cliffs. CLF. CLF. That's probably yeah. yeah I was to say that thing's got to be on a tear. All the material stocks are just yeah, going crazy. Freaking, yeah, that's right. We just looked at Nucor in the, the last hour. So it's not an all time high which may look like it if you're only looking at a couple of years worth of time, but we've been as high as a hundred bucks on this thing. The next major levels, I mean, and that's something, this is a monthly chart. So the next major levels on this are, well, 33. So if it continues, 
and actually I'd move this up a little bit to here, the more recent highs. The only thing I don't like about this is that it's run so far so fast and stocks don't just go to the moon usually. Sometimes they do. Well, they do, but then they always come back eventually. Yeah. So the question is that at what point will this thing slow down? So it's uh, if it broke above this 26 and I was going to look at a bullish trade, I would do very a very small position just because I think there's a, a super high risk of it retracing. Ideally, what I'd like to see it do is break north of that $26 level and then hold the 26 and use it as support before a launch. It kind of catches breath, if you will. Because I don't know about you, but and, and this is kind of a weird analogy, maybe, but it, for some reason it works in my head. If this was me sprinting up a hill, if I ran that fast up that steep of a hill, you I'm going to have to catch down. my breath. Oh, okay. Huh? No, I was going to say you were going to stop and roll down. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I probably yeah. would at my age now <laughs> with, yeah, the, yeah. with the extra spare tire I have. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just a weird thing when I look at stuff now. It's like, okay, if it's if you fall off a cliff, eventually it's going to bounce, right? So um, it's just one of those weird things that works in my head. All right, all right let's move on here. What about – um, what the heck is – what is what is our RDW Redwire? Not one I'm familiar with. RDW. What does company do very low volume, very low yeah, volume. Yeah, seven hundred thirty. What do these guys do? I have no idea. It was a spec, but it's not anymore. What yeah. does this company even do? Oh, they're an aerospace company, aerospace and defense. So they, uh, so wait, da, 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 da. they create components for the space economy, IP for solar power, and space three D printing manufacturing. Um. Oh. All right. So, like a, th like a, like a three D printing for space company. Is that what this is? All right. Sure. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, from a technical perspective, I'll make it simple. We got basically a double bottom, and then what a week ago or so that was the twenty fourth. We had a big bullish engulfing pattern, which is a reversal. Which doesn't necessarily mean it's going to reverse. It just change the, the direction of the trend is going to change, which trends go up, down, and sideways. So, um, but the fact that we got a big bearish bullish engulfing pattern at the support level and it's now continuing, that's a bullish sign. I wouldn't get bullish until it broke above six twenty eight, because one of the things we're looking for on a double bottom is we get obviously the W pattern, the midpoint, which is right there. So the, the middle of the W is the midpoint. If it breaks north of the midpoint, then we have confirmation that the pattern has broken. So if this thing breaks north of 628, it's probably buck and a, about a buck and a half upside. Usually the range that we're in is what we would look for. But there's not really a whole lot to stop it from going to 880, though. So I like, the, I like this north of that midpoint. Otherwise, I'd just wait because who knows? Oh, right, what about what, what about S? Let's do let's do SE. SE, SE, C limited, C limited. Yeah. Free fall. There's the reason I like patterns. Sorry. There's a symmetrical triangle that you can see played out beautifully. <laughs> That's old, but it's a good example. Um. Wow. What are these guys? 
This isn't shipping, is it? No. I'm assuming C limited. No, no, it's not. It's uh, I think it's a mobile. What? What is it? It's a mobile game, right? Mobile gaming, I thought. Oh no, it's it's. Yeah, it is mobile. Oh yeah, it's 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 mobile gaming and esports. Yeah, that was right. All right. Okay. Well, uh, as of right now, unless something changes today, I mean that's today's candle. Did they just come out with earnings today? No, they're. Oh, uh, no, they had earnings on. This says the second or first. They had earnings. I, I gotta keep scrolling here. Yeah, they had earnings on the. I don't know if that's uh, accurate. March, on, 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 no, it was March first. Okay. March first. Well, from a technical perspective, I mean, there's the old saying: don't don't try to catch a falling piano or a falling knife. And the only support level on this thing is back here, May of 2020, at right at 100 bucks, basically, and it just cracked it. And there's. There's really nothing you can see. There's really nothing to stop it from going to fifty. Oh God! So all right. Not sure what uh, whoever's asking about it. I didn't see. Oh, okay, Pat. okay. Here's one. I've got a personal investment in SoFi. Tell me how low we're going in SoFi. How low can we go? Single digits. Lay, lay it on me, Tony. I'm ready. I can take it. <laughs> I hope so. Well, if you can't, then. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be trading. <laughs> one one of the old sayings that will always hold true is if 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 you don't humble yourself, the market will definitely humble you. Hey, there there is support at zero for those in the, who want to know where support is. Here it is. There is support. I've got firm support levels at zero. Yep. I see. I see. I see a ton of a ton of bids at one penny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, we're at, all right, fine. We're at all-time well, lows on this thing. So, from a technical perspective, there's nothing to it. I mean, unless it unless it bottoms here at 980 and bounces up, then we'd have a double bottom pattern. But as of right now, it's there's nothing nothing really saying right. bullish right now. So, how far right, will it go? Fine. I don't know. Hard to say. All right. Um, <laughs> to, uh, all right, Tony. Let's do one more. I think. I think. Our next segment might be ready, but you know, let me give him a minute. So let's do one more. Uh, MongoDB, last one. MDB. MDB. Ooh, looks a lot like what was the? Uh, there's some head and shoulders patterns there, big time. But not uh, see. Let's try to find the next major support level. And then there's resistance about there. I don't see a lot. I mean, there's a little bit of support right in here, which I would. That's relatively minor support. There's not much to stop it right now from dropping to 267. But they have earnings, of course, so that could completely change the game. Depends on what they come out with earnings. So, so yeah, not not much right now except for bearishness. I mean, lower highs, lower lows. We've broken the support level at three twenty five. We're unless earnings changes, it most likely headed to two sixty seven. There might be a little slowdown here at two ninety three or so. But and the volume, the big volume drop is. All right. uh, 
We'll, we'll, we'll do wheat. This will, this will be our real last one. W-E-A-T for seraphine. What is this? It's a wheat ETF. It's a wheat ETF. It's 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 got it it owns wheat wheat futures. Oh okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, and this tear makes sense. You know, the run obviously because the whole Ukrainian thing's kind of crazy, and they, they, I think I've heard a lot of stuff. They produce a ton of wheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense that this is going up. Commodities are going crazy. So, but from a technical perspective, I mean. Pfft. A little bit of resistance right there, but the next level is there, and the next major level is up here. If it if it keeps going, which with that kind of momentum, it's probably going to. So, but it might be it's it's a little too exhausted for me right now. I would wait for it to. I'd look for it to create some kind of flag or pennant pattern. So if it dances around here for the next week or week and a half and just kind of goes sideways, then I'd put a hook up above it and say if it runs north some more, then I want to be there. All right, Tony, going to let you run here. Tony Benson, Patterns in a Flash. Always a pleasure, man. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. All right. All right. I, I, guys, I have no idea what's about to happen. All right. I'm going to bring on Aaron. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if he knows I'm going to bring him on. Aaron? I'm here. I can hear you. You can hear me? Yep. We are out here on, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus on the ice rink. We've got people skating people flying around me and this is benzinga live all right all right wait now where's he going he's going away all right what, what what is the what is the sentiment out there aaron how do people feel about the market right now the people out here are just like the people in the markets they're just trying to stay on their feet spencer oh <laughs> Did you just come up with that? That was good, man. I did. I can't stop really well, so I'm just going to run into this wall right here. Boom. All right. Oh, How's everyone doing? Dude, we haven't, Benzinga has insurance, right? I think we have insurance. We better have insurance after this one. I hope one. so. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, man, I mean, like I said, it's, it's pretty nice out here. People just enjoying the day. Um, can, can I ask if we got permission to do this, or do we just show up and start filming? I'll defer to Rohan on that one. <laughs> That's fair. Do we have? I don't even know. Yeah, he doesn't know either. That's fair. All right, uh, AB. They're asking in the chat what, what, like, what you can do. Like, what are your skills? Do you have any? Um, um... My biggest trick is I can like skate for somewhere between like two and three seconds on one skate. So let me try to okay. showcase that okay. real quick. Okay. This is not. Okay. All right, okay. Wait, good. Hold on. Can you can you see my skates? Yes. All right. Hold on. Here we go. God. All right, that was like two seconds. <laughs> All right, this is better than the time Jason fell on his face or wherever he fell. Um, good. Awesome, man. We've been trying to do this for all, all season. We haven't gotten around to it yet, and they're better. Well, I want to do a full show from out here. It feels really feels really nice. I feel like we get a lot of, uh, I don't know. My, I, I have eyes on the LED screen, so I'm still watching the tickers. Um, nice. But nice. outside of that, you know. I don't really know what's going on in the markets. Have I, has I, have I missed anything? Uh, yeah. Well, for a moment there, we were making new highs of the day, and now we're not. So, so uh, there was a brief rally there in, in the SPY. But um, awesome. Awesome. I, I'm glad you were able to, to get outside here. Um, yeah. It's nice yeah. out. I mean, it's, it's kind of chilly here still, but the sun's shining. People are out. People are skating. People are falling. Um, 
Can I ask you a favor real yeah, quick? Yeah, sure. Oh, sorry, one second. <laughs> Just one sec, I gotta get my phone out. Be careful, be careful. Oh, oh. All right, let me get my camera out. Oh can you take a picture of for me, please? Like a <laughs> uh, can, you. can you get... You oh, can, well, can you get that way, please? Just no here. Let's just get like. Wanna go back no, no, you're fine right there. Let's just get like over there. Stock yeah, let's get a picture of the stock okay. X. You want to be your picture and that in the back. Okay. No, no, you can just get a picture of that. Oh, this back. Yeah. This <laughs> doesn't. Perfect. She doesn't Thank get it. Thank you so much. She doesn't have a good one. He just got he just got her to take a picture of something that he could have done. All right. Mission success. Oh gosh. She was right. like, "Yo, she was like, "Wait, she was like, you, you don't want to be in the picture?" You're like, "Nah." <laughs> that was a Raznik special. Oh my gosh. Uh, but there are some people out here that have some nice moves. This guy right here, he's got some nice moves. Uh, you want to come over here for a second? <laughs> How, I've been watching you. How long have you been skating for? Um, about 11 years. 11 years? Yeah. What's, your, what's your biggest advice to someone that's just now ice skating? Um, just get your balance down. Once you get your balance together, then everything just comes all together, you know. Just get your balance. Worry about the balance first. All right, I don't know how much my mic's picking up, but he's saying get your balance. That's key yeah. number one. So my yeah, biggest yeah, problem, I can stay on my feet. I just can't stop. Okay. Like, well, I can run into the wall, but outside of that, I can't really stop. Right, you want to learn how to stop? No. Oh, do I want to learn? Yeah, it's, it's real quick. Am I going to fall? No, I don't think you'll fall. All right. It's, just a, it's a basic way, you know, okay. just drag the toe. Just drag the toe? Yeah, just when you're going, drag the toe. Okay. Just... <laughs> He makes it look really easy. All right, I'm gonna give this a try real quick. Oh gosh, he's gonna sue us. Said we got a helmet. All right, just drag. All right, I'll let these people go in front. I don't want. All right, we've got a lane. Here we go. Oh God, please don't die, Aaron. We need you. Oh, oh that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad, Aaron. I almost Aaron. had it. I almost had it. He he's nodding in approval right now. That was very close. Wasn't bad. <laughs> All right, skating wait, lessons uh, 101 from One Campus Martius. Uh, wait, Aaron, Aaron, do you, uh, do you want to uh, you want to talk to Mark Moran right now? Let's do it. Let's bring Mark on. Yeah, can I bring, can I can I bring Mark on? I don't know if I assume you'll be able to hear him. If you can hear me, yo, so. Mark. Oh, What's going on, guys? How are you? Oh. Uh, good. Aaron is live from the ice rink outside of our office. Aaron, can you hear Mark? I can hear Mark. Mark, how you doing? Uh, amazing. Not as good as you. This is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, you know, we... <laughs> what a surprise. We were... We decided to match the markets today. Uh -huh. We might as well go on a surface that's unstable and very slippery. A little slippery, icy, yeah. A little mm -hmm. icy. Um, I mentioned that the skaters out here are a lot like the investors on Wall Street. They're just trying to stay on their feet, Mark. I love it. I love it. You know, I do the same thing when I ice skate as well. So, but I usually fall, which looks like my portfolio today. Oh, 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 all right. 
uh, some traffic out here. Um, but Mark, so I understand today we want to talk some mergers and acquisitions. Um, what's what's been going on in the space? I mean, obviously mergers and acquisitions hot during COVID. Mm -hmm. Now we're going into a, a, a war, kind of mm -hmm. two black swan events back to back. What does this mean for mergers and acquisitions? Well, you know, it, it's really interesting because entering this year, deal makers really thought that this would be a good year, but it wouldn't eclipse anything that happened in 2021, which was kind of the record-breaking year of M&A, where we crossed the threshold of $5 trillion overall in M&A deal volume. It was up 60% year over year. And so, you know, when, when you think about 2021 and just M&A in general, it's very cyclical, right? And it's something that you don't want to deal with volatility at all. And so, last year kind of all of these factors came together you had a lot of excess stimulus in the market you had a ton of private funding record levels of dry powder overall you had a lot of sovereign wealth funds hedge funds getting involved everything like that right but there's a lot of confidence and then bring that fast forward right now things were looking good but no one really thought that all of these stars would align again and then ukraine happens and so we're at a point where all this uncertainty is coming to the forefront you know, it's affecting everywhere where you have sanctions that kind of ripple throughout the overall global markets and make it so that it's going to be tough for any deal maker to get things done because uncertainty and volatility, those are the worst enemies of anyone trying to do a deal right now. And wait, that could mean like lack of IPOs and, and well, SPACs, exactly. obviously, exactly. but IPOs really is what you're Well, I'm to. curious if the if mergers and acquisition in the private space versus the public space, which, ones will, which one will be more affected by this? So definitely in the public space, obviously, I mean, you have value that's dependent on what's going on in the markets, right? And so if value is fluctuating overall, that's going to be based off of, you know, is someone going to blow up the PowerPoint or the, the power plant, not PowerPoint? in ukraine is someone going to do xyz and that's changing you know the treasury yield is changing everything that's going on in the markets no one's going to be able to find a common ground for value and be able to get anything done so for the private markets too which are less kind of global if we're thinking about it just domestically those deals especially ones where you have private equity firms involved that those are going to continue to get done but it's kind of these cross-border very large ones that won't happen i mean when you think about overall m a volume right now there's 300 billion in deals in Europe that will be affected by this that could potentially all get put on hold. Damn. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, so last Friday when you were on, Mark, we touched on kind of energy, what's going on in oil. Uh -huh. uh, we said, or I said, we kind of agreed that we wouldn't be surprised if the top was in for oil. We were wrong on that. Do you, do we you were expect wrong. this? Yeah, I mean, flat out, I, I was wrong. Uh, do you expect kind of oil to continue to trend higher? You know, what's going on in the energy space? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, number one, I would not take my own investment advice uh, on oil, but I, I, I do think, you know, it's going to keep going up as we continue to, continue to see the scarcity going on. If we stop all imports from Russia, just going to continue to send the price up. And it's going to be really interesting to see how OPEC responds to all of this. But I mean, it's it's something that no one really thought we'd be here. If I were working doing FP&A at a, a corporate 500, I'd be very fascinated by how you think about kind of the future planning of, you know, are we going to open up all these wells? Are we going to kind of get the drilling going? What are we going to do in the near future in terms of our CapEx spend? Or do we think this is something that is going to normalize and things will be back to normal in the future? Who knows? A hundred percent. Wait, uh, can, I, can I switch gears for a second, Mark? Yeah. When, when you hopped on, you, you said that we, we, we got to talk about Walter Bloomberg. 
Okay, wait, wait, so you, did, you did I miss something? Like 30 minutes ago. Uh, I yeah, I, I know, I know, because we had someone in our chat who's stuck on the all caps, and I wasn't sure if it was the same guy. But I, what's uh, up? I, I love the chat on the side, but okay, do you guys know who Walter Bloomberg is? No, does do any, you? So I, I've heard, I, I haven't been able to confirm it, but someone told me it was Martin Shkreli that no one has seen Walter Bloomberg or him in the same jail cell, so I don't know. Uh, that, that's fair. That's, I don't know. I, maybe I've maybe someone Walter in the comments Bloom knows. I think I thought I've heard Walter Bloomberg's in some like random European country that I've heard of like a couple times in my life. You know, okay. like Lichten, Liechtenstein or something. Okay, like he's, he's, out he's there in Luxembourg or something. Luxembourg, exactly. Yeah. Like so, somewhere I don't even I didn't even know it was a country. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I know really about him. But there are some wars out there. There's another uh, guy who tweets kind of just like Bloomberg. Terminal yeah. headlines, yeah. Uh, and they're always trying to beat each other out. So I mean, it's it's, it's honestly amazing to watch because it's like, what if they're bots? What if they're sentient and they're just slowly learning more and more? They're gonna take over. Who knows? But it, it's weird because sometimes Walter will actually like comment normal human-sounding things. Like he said something the other day where it's like, I know it's been a tough day, everyone. Hope everyone has a good weekend. I saw I that. Know, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I felt a little uncomfortable. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, and he he, mm -hmm. he did no caps for it too. Yeah. So it really broke yeah. all character. Three it made off, me right? it made me feel like I didn't know I, I didn't have any certainty in life. If Walter I, I Bloomberg's not tweeting in all caps and I don't know what else I can rely on. Yeah, like you know, I, I and now like I can't rely on that. I can't rely on you being at a desk and not ice skating. <laughs> Everything is just thrown for a loop right now, right? Our trust issues are being exacerbated tremendously. I know. Um, Wild times. Let's see, anything else on your radar, Mark? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I, I, I think too, when, when you're kind of thinking about M&A, right, is that this is something that in, in 2021, all of this deal volume that happened, you know, there's a lot of unique factors, right? But a lot of it too was making up for stuff that happened in 2020 that executives felt that they needed to kind of catch up to the market, figure out what was going on, and a lot of business models changed. And I don't think any of that has structurally changed since uh, the Ukraine uh, situation has occurred, but it's something that I think is gonna give pause for a lot of people that, you know, when you think about the number of outsourced uh, tech roles that are, that are in Ukraine that will be affected by this, of just kind of in general, you know, I, I was thinking uh, about it. If, if you think about overall for the world, right, we're much more interconnected than we were historically, right? So any global geopolitical event is something it's going to have more of an impact overall on the world. Uh, you know, in 1998 with the Russia sovereign crisis, you probably could still do deals in Europe with M&A. I don't know. I wasn't really uh, working back then. I think I was like seven. But now, you know, it's something that you're doing a deal that you have uh, operations in even England. It's going to be affected by this and that people may have to put on hold. So we just live in a very uh, unique time, I think. And it's like all of these deals, uh, the 300 billion in Europe that are on hold, who knows what happens to them and who knows when this gets resolved. Right. But I think once it does get get resolved and, you know, we kind of see the sanctions stop rippling through, everything will pretty much pick back up uh, relatively quickly. I just wanted to uh, put a bow on the Walter Bloomberg thing. If those of you have no idea what we're talking about, he's yeah, just yeah, this guy on Twitter, and his his handle is Delta One. I put the link in the chat. He's this guy who exists seemingly to just copy and paste from the mm -hmm. Bloomberg terminal headlines at all hours at of all the hours. day and night. Exactly. It, that's why it's like it can't be just a person because he's doing this like all day and all night, and I don't understand when he would sleep. By the way, do we know why his handle is Delta One? No. No. I don't know when, he's a mystery. And, and, and then the, the asterisks up, uh, you know, right in front of the W, like it's just, it's all so <laughs> weird to me. Yeah, that's another, yeah, we don't know what that means. It's all very cryptic.
This guy's got half a million followers. Um, I mean, ha- so. and, it, and then it's just this picture of this guy, right, who looks like a normal guy. I just, I, we're all thrown off by this. I mean, I, I, I think it's obviously a bot as well. Yeah. But 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 then if it's a bot, then what 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 gives about that random tweet the other day that wasn't in? So I don't mm. know. Is, is that more? De- it's like, Mar- like it's like Mark said. They're getting more sentient. They're becoming yeah. more human like. But but yeah. maybe this is something like you know we're gonna look back and we should have realized what was going on at the time and you know hey we just ignored it and then Walter takes over the world. So so Mark hey, going back to the M and A space. Going for a back second, to M and A from Walter. It, yeah. Sorry. From Walter, we're just ping ponging back and forth I, I between M and A and Walter, it. but. Is there a scenario you could see on the public M&A in space? Maybe some stock is depreciating a lot and some CEO or insider owner wants to get out. So maybe they, they want to do a deal now that the, the markets are, are coming down. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that, that's that's something that's interesting because normally during kind of robust valuation times, that's when more M&A deals are happening. Because if you're the seller, if you're the target, you're going to feel more comfortable with the valuation you're getting from the public markets. And then if you're the acquirer, you're going to be, OK, hey, maybe I'm paying for part of this in stock and my currency is more valuable than it was. I think there's going to be a lot of idiosyncratic things. Like if you look at Peloton, for example, there's someone where, you know, hey, they're not going to be going back up anytime soon, and they may be having to sell for structural reasons. So, you know, I, I think it would have to be very dependent on the company and, and something that you couldn't really make a broad sweeping generalization that because certain companies are cheaper, they'd be uh, you know willing to sell right now. I think a lot of companies, especially with exposure in, in Europe and certain parts of Asia, will kind of take a pause on that and say the time's not right. We'll come back in three to six months and see what's on the table. Yeah. So essentially, we could see it with a with a company here or there, but it's not mm-hmm. going to be, uh, or we can't predict it to be a trend that we see. It, it, exactly. And I think it would be something too that would have kind of started happening prior to this. That talks already would have uh, you know started occurring, and that you know this is something that they probably wouldn't be that affected by what's going on right now, and you know can kind of carry the deal through. I would think that you know for most deal makers on Wall Street. There's not going to be new talks about, uh, you know, various potential tie ups anytime soon until things are kind of straightened out from what's been going on. Um, Spencer, any thoughts? Yeah, no, no, I I have a question for Mark. Uh, You you guys, you and your partner in liquidity, you've Mm -hmm. got um, a a number of sources across the street, right? Different, you know, Mm -hmm. IB sources, right? Investment bankers. I just would love to know people that you talk to just where they're headed. Are, are they just like amused at the global chaos right now or are they feeling especially one way or the other right now? Well, you know, it's a funny question, right? Because I think for the people that we appeal to, kind of the junior bankers who, you know, their futures aren't really tied up in one deal per se, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of entertaining for everyone, right? It's like, we live in a world where no one knows what's going on day to day. Walter Bloomberg may take over the world. We we don't know, right? But you know, it's busy, and it's something that I think you know. When you think about the macro context of everything, it's unique, right? Most of us haven't lived through a time like this, especially to be working and analyzing companies. But I think if you're a senior person on Wall Street, you're probably not too pleased because you went from having this great bonus that just occurred for 2021 to now saying, "Hey, you know, we may be down." 30%, 50% from the volumes that we were previously. And I, I should I should clarify that obviously no one is amused by what is happening over in yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. I was yeah. just so from that a, was some interesting phrase. That was a poor yeah. choice of words. I apologize. Poor yeah. choice of words there. Um, yeah. All right. Mark Moran uh, joins us every week on this show. Uh, yeah. Liquidity Capital. 
Uh, plug the newsletter again, Mark. Uh, the newsletter is exec sum. Uh, go out there to execsum.co, sign up, and uh, it'll be the uh, the best five minutes of your morning. There we go. And awesome. the podcast, right. big swinging big decks. Big swinging decks. On, uh, on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Exactly. i got to be Spotify, careful when the kids are around. Yeah. yeah, just call it BSD when the kids are BSD. around. BSD. BSD mm. on Spotify. Nice. Awesome. Aaron, can we get some sort of like consumer confidence survey from the from the rink right yeah. there? I mean, yeah, you got you got to go to the people, Aaron. Um, all right, let's see. I got I got to find. <laughs> oh gosh, I love this. Make him make him move. We want to see him skate on air. Well, we already we already tried that. He almost fell on his face, but well, I tried to I tried to learn how to stop. Mark, I don't know if you're yeah. aware, but it's it's hard to stop on hockey skate or on skates. Yeah, you, skates you in general. Yeah. Speaking of, what do you know? What kind of skates you're on? Are are those figure skates or, or hockey skates? Uh, you know, they look like hockey skates. Rental. They're like blue. They don't even have laces on them. They have like buckles. Can you zoom? Oh, then, they're not, then they're not. they're not hockey skates. Yeah, they don't no. have laces on them. Yeah. No. <laughs> See, the cool move. What 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 I did when I was a kid, when I was cool, was I'd wrap the laces around the back of the skate. Um, yeah. And, and that's how you know you're cool on the ice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So do you want to just approach someone and say just Jerome Powell, yes or no? Um, Ask no, him about no. Walter Bloomberg. Walter they won't Bloomberg. Know they Too won't niche. Know who that is. Too niche. <laughs> Too niche. Let's just see. Uh, I mean, here's what I'll say. It looks like, it looks like people are out and about. I'm, I'm thinking full, we're, we're fully recovered from COVID. I don't see a mask mm. in sight. That's um, cool. Demand for oil is at, <laughs> I can tell by the people on the ice, all-time highs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Travel, ice skating, you name it, it's up. Demand is up, on. Oh, look at this guy. This guy's skating backwards. That's impressive. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, what kind of consumer? I mean, I don't know. All right. Okay. I, iPhone, I, I don't know. Or has, has, the, has the show just been you on the ice? I love this. Just it make it a normal Friday uh, thing. That could be, except for they're yeah. taking the ice rink down eventually. We'll put, put but, Spencer out next. Yeah. I, I, I can skate just as well as he can. Not yeah. much better. Yeah. Can I ask you a quick question, real quick? If you oh, had one stock recommendation right now to buy, what would you tell me to buy? Uh, I think Ford's a good buy right now. Ford's Ford. a good buy right now. Yeah. You, are you bullish the EV, the electric, the electric truck? The entire division, the three divisions. They Ask him if he likes the Ford split, Blue, the split up. Ford e, the yeah, yeah he just said the three it. Split, the, the split where they yeah. did three different branches. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You got I the, the, the uh, ICE consumer branch, the commercial fleet, and then, of course, the electric vehicle. Yeah. Um, are you from Detroit originally? Yeah. All right, so he's a he's a Ford fan. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I I've driven all of them. You've driven all of them. But, yeah, but I, I think that's the best purchase right now, given the price. And, all right. Well, I think it's what a sixteen, sixteen, seventeen dollar stock. Well, yeah. Eighteen yesterday, but I, I didn't see it today. All right. But, well, thank you for joining our my show, pleasure. Aaron. Have a good one. Day. See, he's got real <laughs> hockey skates on. That's awesome. Skater. That's awesome. That's great. Well, have it, uh, Ford. I love Ford. it. I love it. Ford's a great buy, says the man on the ice the ice rink. All right. I'm going to go buy Ford, guys, so I'll see you All next right. Friday. All right, Mark. We'll catch you later. Hey, thanks so much. See you later. All righty. All right. Aaron, uh, before we let you go, do you want to just do do a lap for us? Uh, All right. I'll do one more lap. Yeah? Let's go. Is that the same kid you've been high-fiving the whole time? Yeah, we have like a we have an unspoken agreement that we okay. high-five every time he passes me. Cool. Wait, I, I'm I can maybe see you. I can see Aaron from where from where I am. I can just wait, where are you? You can't see me through the window, man. See the lights? Yeah, oh I see the lights. I see the studio lights though. 
All right, here's my last lap. All right. Uh, hopefully this is a, a reversal sign for the stock market and we're green by the time I get back here. All right, let's see. All right. Uh, guys, I hope you enjoy this. We're trying to do more remote segments. It'll be easier once the weather gets warm again, uh, frankly. But this is beautiful Campus Marshes Park. Yes. Oh, nice. Can, can he hear me? Yes. Downtown Detroit. Beautiful in all seasons. In the summer, this they turn this into a little beach. And uh, here we go. Aaron Bree, live from the Campus Marshes Ice Rink. This is where we do our Christmas tree lighting every year. I'm going to try to do the stop thing that he taught me. Drag the... Ooh, oh, right, yeah, nice. 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 All right, man. All right, man. Good job. All right. That's a wrap on, a, uh, on AB. AB on the ice. You guys asked for AB on the street. You got AB on the ice instead. So drop us a like if you like that segment. Oh, I think a kid just fell behind Aaron. Wait. Oh no! Oh god! The picture thing. All right, do it, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, it's one forty-five. Um, fifteen minutes left in in this show. Here's what we're gonna do next. Um, I I want to plug quickly the show after this is Moon or Bust. It's it's on every Monday and Friday, but this this Friday show is special. Um, these guys a few weeks ago went to, uh, East Denver. And they're going to talk. Uh, we just published, like yesterday, I think yesterday, we just published a video recap of ETH Denver. I'm going to put the link in the chat right now. Uh, we, did, we had like a full, like, it was like a 40-minute video. Logan, Ryan, and Mitch we're at ETH Denver in, um, in, in mid-February. So I'm putting the link in the chat right now. There it is. Check it out. Watch it. Like it. Uh, the full interviews, I will add the, the full interviews uh, for every part of that video I just posted in there, they're on the Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel. We have a separate YouTube channel for our crypto stuff. So that's over on the Benzinga. You can just search for Benzinga Crypto and find it uh, on YouTube. Um, all right, so I wanted to mention that. Shout out to those guys. Oh, what else did I want to say? I don't know. Oh, yeah, the Facebook thing. <laughs> the Facebook thing. We're still doing that Facebook. I think I was told today is the last day of the uh, Shiba Inu and Dogecoin giveaway on Facebook that we're doing. Um, oh, John, you figured out how to turn off the all caps. That's nice. Thank you. Uh, so I just put the link in the chat. We're giving away $100 worth of Sheeb or Doge to five random followers. Uh, you just have to like the page and share the post and comment. Uh, so I was told today is the last day for that. So there it is in the chat. You want some free Doge and free Sheeb? Check it out. On that note, we have yet to look at the crypto heat map today. You know we have to do that every day. So let's look at the crypto heat map right now and see how we're doing. This is the crypto update brought to you by Voyager. As soon as I find my, uh, my heat map here. There it is. All right. Pretty red. Pretty, pretty, pretty red. ETH. Wow. When is the last time Ethereum was your biggest loser, your biggest laggard? I guess it's not, right? Polkadot is down more. But still, 
That's not an in, that's not an insignificant gap. Bitcoin's down three point seven percent. ETH is down four point nine percent in the last twenty four hours. Wow. Solana down. Binance Coin down. Doge down. Cardano down. Hmm. Luna uh, Avalanche and uh, the Tron Coin right are the only coins in the green here on the heat map. Hmm. That's interesting. Anyone buying any new cryptos lately? Out of curiosity? Because I'm just buying the same stuff. I'd love to know. Uh, Noah, we'll get there in a second. Um, drop, your, drop your favorite crypto in the chat. I'd be curious. What's your, what's your favorite crypto? I, I only own Bitcoin, ETH, and Solana. So uh, the, the crypto updates that we do are brought to you by Voyager. If you want some free Bitcoin... Just open a Voyager account using the offer code Zing, Z-I-N-G. Fund your account with $100 or more. Make a trade, and they will send you 50 bucks in Bitcoin. Um, BFG token. I don't even know what that is. Uh, okay. What was the question from the chat? CEI. Let me go into my handy-dandy Benzingo Pro. 63 cents holy crap what is happening here let's bring up the chart on the screen all right so 63 cent stock so anything could happen here the most you could lose is 63 cents so that's that's something um all right what's the float here wow okay so two things stand. this is where my head is at two things stand out one that's a large float 250 million shares. I was expecting like 10 million. So large float, lots of shares, lots of supply. Um, second thing is 26.5 million. Wow, that's 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 almost disturbingly um, even. Like it's almost it's almost too perfect. 10 percent of of the float is sold short. That's like almost too convenient. Anyway, um, so a large flow, but it's a freaking sixty cent stock, so it's so easy to really push around, right? Ten uh, percent of the ten percent of the float is sold short. That's not outrageous, right? Let's go to a chart. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that ten percent number is is out is dated too because we don't get that that data is not real time. That's the problem with short short percent data, right? It's always lagging. Um, this is look. I, I'm not going to pretend to know what uh, my honest my honest to god guess here to Noah is that somebody somewhere posted about this stock on Twitter, on Discord, on Reddit. Someone somewhere just posted about it. So somebody with the following just said something. That's I don't know if this is like a Zach Morris thing. I have no idea. But that's my honest to God guess as to what just happened here. Trade with caution here. Most of the people that bought this stock have lost money. Okay. Stocks that go from five dollars to sixty-four cents. Not great buys. Could you make a quick buck on this? Probably. If you wanted to. But just don't forget to sell, okay? 
The people that sold up here, laughing all the way to the bank. That's tough, man. It's just manipulative. This is just not, this is not how normal stocks behave. This is not healthy. This is not a sign of a healthy market. This is a sign of a manipulated market. Okay. That's what this is. Manipulation station. So, uh, why is rap so beaten down? Um, well, didn't their CEO just, just, just get, get the boot. I think their CEO just got either stepped down or, or got, or got fired. Um, we've had a rap on the all access show before. I think I, I think that's where this gap down is. Right. I think that's their CEO getting, getting, uh, leaving the company. So, um, turmoil on the C-suite, never a good thing. Obviously it was down way before that. It was, it's been down, you know, for the last year and a half. Let's, let's look at some fundamentals here on rap. It's a very small company, okay? Very small company with no earnings and trades at a price of sales of 11. So it's a little bit expensive in terms of valuation is concerned. Now, sometimes that's not to say like they're undeserving. Sometimes stocks are just richly valued and that's just the way what the market says. Um, ratios aren't everything. You kind of have to look at the, the balance sheet and the the income statement to, to really go more. We can, we can do that if you want. Uh, very small float, not a very high short interest, 12%. Nothing too crazy there. Um, let's just go to their, the, let's go to the calendar real fast. Let's go look at their earnings. Revenue, is it growing? It most certainly is. Let's compare. Uh, we don't have. Oh wait, they report in six days. Oh, you should know that. That's important information. So Q3, 1.8 million compared to Q3 the prior year. One one million compared to Q3 the prior year. Quarter million. So yeah, their revenue is growing. Um, I, I want. I'm going to withhold all judgment on this stock until they report earnings. Because what if it's a train wreck? Then then I don't know. Uh, yeah, Aaron, I think so. I think I think that's what happened. John, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, all right. We got like uh, two minutes left and I'm going to hop um, because I've been live basically since 8 a.m. this morning and I need a break. So... That's what I got. I should probably check on my XLE, my only short-term trade on right now. How am I doing? Do, 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 do. XLE. Hey, I turned. All right. Nice. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, man, I, I, I'm so excited. I, I just hope the news flow this weekend is not at all like it was last weekend. I was so ready for last weekend, and the news flow just got crazy. I, I, I hope it uh, quiets down. Check the metals. 
Oh wait, hold on, Zen. Never mind. About to play the X Files music. I, I I gotta admit, this is a little bit new to me here. Easy, so give me a second. I've never looked at this one. Hey, Aaron Breeze back in the house. Um, he's alive. What the heck? I, I don't know what, what this fund has exposure to. I have no idea. DBB, what's, what's the other one? DBU? DBP? Precious metals? Ba All right, base is, base is the way. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. I, I don't have any... Outside of the S and P five hundred and whatever the heck I own in the in the emerging market in the Vanguard Emerging Markets Fund, I don't I have very little sector specific exposure outside of cannabis and technology and real estate. So A B, are you back? I'm back, baby. Yo, what's up, man? What's up? Good to see you. Wait, why did you get a smoothie? A smoothie and I didn't. You had to put your order in the Slack uh, thing. No it, it was, it was, yeah. You can't say no one. They, uh, Alan Vincent tagged every tagged here in. What time was that at? Everybody, Detroit, eleven fifty-seven a.m. It was during the show. I, I'm just, I'm glad that you're here and in one piece and not no broken bones. Yeah, man, that was fun. We should do that more often. We should do that more. We should definitely get out of What I missed in terms of the market? You um, said, you said I'll, we came I'll, off here, the lows, and then we gave you. some back. I'll show you. Yeah. Did we, we get any headlines whatsoever? No, man. It's freaking 1 o'clock on a Friday. Um, like, are there headlines? Yes. Are there headlines that matter? Probably not. Here's what you missed. So you were gone from, uh, like, this point onward, I think. So you missed the, the high of the day in the spy. And then we came back down. Oh, RJ in the chat's talking about uh, INDO. That was the one that stock market. Oh my god! <laughs> I checked this earlier in the day. It was at thirty bucks. Now it's at forty. What 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 kind of candles are these? Dailies? No, these are fifteen minutes. Oh, these are fifteen minutes. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> That's a daily. Oh my lanta! What uh? What the heck does this company? I mean, I, I'm not even gonna ask if there's news. This is company, dude. Two million shares of the float. Buy half the company right now if you want. For uh, wait, Shelly, your portfolio is doing great today. What what do you have doing well for you? I think she still has those RSX calls. There's no way the RSX calls are up. Well, I don't know. She said the Vega was working for her, or the Theta, the Theta, one of the one of the Greeks. I don't can't keep up anymore. I'm so happy you got your shirt, Shelly. It's ridiculous. INDO, Indonesia Energy Corporation. This is going to end up back at 10. I don't know when, but it's going to go from like, it's, 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 it's going to oh, drop so like center. Is, is there like actually like some sort of a fund? Like it's an energy, like people, they're going to. Dude, it's energy and it's a low float. It's like a perfect storm. Wait, let's go way back here. How far back? Do, oh, this chart doesn't even go back. All right. Should we buy some putts? <laughs> no. We're done, everyone. That's a wrap on Benzinga Live. Moon or Bust is your next show starting live right now. I think. Yes, right now. So the everyone stream should redirect you. Well, did you did you double check? I'm double checking right okay, now. Okay. So while he does Oh, Logan's here. 
I didn't realize you were here today. So he's doing the show from our, our desk. That's sweet. All right. Yep. Redirect is set. We will be going live. Moon or bust momentarily. What, what, what's my favorite Greek uh, dressing? Also, um, I was going to... Uh, oh, also, I was going to ask... Um, mine's fat. Big fat wedding. That's a good one, too. Um, I was going to ask... Just throw your guess in the chat. Are we going to finish up or down from this moment forward for the rest of the day? I, I don't know uh, which way, but I think we're going to see a big move. Up. Uh, all right, we're done, everyone. Smash the like. Check out Benzinga Pro, free two-week trial, pro.benzinga.com. Have a great weekend. Moon or Bust coming up live now.